of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we bring you live audio coverage of WWE's latest pay-per-view, Bragging Rights, featuring SmackDown versus Raw in a big-time 7-on-7 possible main event tonight. A lot of things changing. We've also got The Miz taking on John Morrison for Bragging Rights' IC title versus the U.S. title, of course, the title's not on the line. We've also got the end of an era, the end of a rivalry, as tonight Randy Orton and John Cena have a 60-minute Iron Man match to end things. And it looks like John Cena, ladies and gentlemen, might be going over to the blue team. He's going to SmackDown. I'm saying Orton retains that title tonight. But joining me, of course right here on Sunday Night Showdown tonight, exclusively on the WrestleView Radio Network. Uh, Internet Dave is in the house. Mark the Shark DiCarlo is here. And, of course, there's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, the Sunday Night Showstopper, J.J. Sexay. What's going on, guys? 
Well, you know what, uh, Double J, I'm pumped, I'm jacked, I'm ready to take bragging rights here on Sunday Night Showdown. I, I don't know if you know, but Internet Dave has uh, filled me in on the little bit of a uh, contest that's going to happen. No, that's not going to happen at all, Dave. That was another dumb idea as you put on your uh, New York Yankees hat tonight. Uh, are you hoping the Yankees are going to take the Angels tonight? It doesn't matter what you think about baseball. Anyways, um, bragging rights tonight kicking off in fine fashion. Miz, of course, in the match promo, they were uh, having the uh, recap of uh, SmackDown's little tete-a-tete uh, between John Morrison and The Miz. And, of course, Morrison Double J rever- re- referred pardon me, to The Miz as Mizzy Jeanette. I thought that was kind of humorous. I think it fits. I like it. It does. It does. And uh, what a great way to kick off this bragging rights pay-per-view. Dave, at the home of the current and railing Stanley Cup champion Pittsburgh Penguins at the Mellon Arena in beautiful downtown Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Miz and Morrison uh, should light it up to kick off this evening's card. Well, absolutely. It's another part of the tradition where both TNA and WWE have started their pay-per-views with very, very strong technical matches, just like we saw with the... uh, the Ultimate X match last week at uh, Bound for Glory, TNA's WrestleMania, and we expect that the two of these guys are going to get it started very solidly right now as as by some sort of ironic twist. Uh, the Miz basically dressed in, in red and uh, and John Morrison dressed in blue to represent their colors. And Shark, don't forget we uh, heard from the, the commentary team, Sands uh, Jim Ross tonight, that we have a trophy on, at stake tonight. Well, the trophy for bragging rights is mysteriously looking like the uh, Canadian Football League Championship trophy, the Grey Cup. Uh, I know that our U.S. listeners are like, what? i fucking never heard of a Grey Cup. Well, trophy that the teams in the Canadian Football League play for. Double J, I know you don't follow the CFL, Canadian Football League. Well, I know there's a team here called the Stampeders. Very about good. That. Very good. And I know that the quarterback <laughs> is from Oklahoma. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And, yes, uh, he is. Um, both the Sooners and the Oklahoma State University Cowboys winning yesterday in college football. Did you know that? I did not, but now I do. There did. you go. There you go. Anyways, uh, I'm very much looking forward to tonight's pay-per-view. And for those of you that already are wondering, where is Boom Boom? Um, she is feeling a little bit under the weather, but we uh, for everybody that's... Uh, mentioned it so far in the chat room uh, we'll pass along your well wishes and we can only hope that Harmony Boom Boom Jackson gets well soon and for the record I'm still sick as well my throat is killing me Well, I say, oh, your throat aside we all ha- know how sick you really are well I've always been sick yes. I've just really been sick this week you've been week. under the weather right no, if you haven't um, if you guys don't know it in our good listening audience along the WrestleView radio network Correct. On WrestleView.com, and for all of the millions and thousands of people currently in the chat room, Sunday Night Showdown tonight brought to you by the letters H and N and the number one. <laughs> what are you saying? I have a deswine flu. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but but the of flu course, deswine. Uh, but of course, the H1N1 shots are available here in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, starting tomorrow. And uh, I, for one, will not be down at the clinic first. Uh, I'm still getting over the last series of shots that I had down there. Can you guys do me a favor and just not swallow the mics when you're talking into them? I beg your pardon. You're, you're killing my sound. Jason Clevitz isn't here. Well, but um, bump bump. Sh- An- another comparison of red versus blue. We've got 
half blue ropes and half red ropes. Shark, I've never seen a rope be one color on the left half and one color on the right half. This is a real blue versus red kind of issue tonight. Are you fine with that, Dave? Oh, I, I think it's fantastic. I mean, an extra element they didn't have to have that they really wanted to go go well, with some extra detail, and I appreciate the extra detail. And if you notice, of course, the, the crowd lighting as well is half blue and half red. Yeah, actually it is. Well, but if you think about it, at least it's not half blue and half gray, because then we have another civil war. Right. And that would be no fun. No, and uh, since you're south of the Mason-Dixon line, you'd be hoping for red or blue? Red. Believe it or not, I'm pulling for SmackDown tonight. Really? I am. I think SmackDown is going to sweep this pay-per-view. Right. I think Morrison is going to win this match against The Miz. I think the Divas from SmackDown are going to beat the Raw Divas. And I most certainly think that Team SmackDown, as weak as it is, is going to beat Team Raw with assistance from the newest member of the SmackDown roster, the man who loses the 60-minute Iron Man match tonight. I say Randy Orton beats John Cena, and John Cena helps Team SmackDown win bragging rights in the main event. Well, Double J, that'll be very interesting because, as has been accustomed, or accustomed, you really are left in the dark with respect to the order of the matches tonight. So, if in fact the, the final match on the card... Um, then Cena helping Team SmackDown would certainly be a bit of a dead giveaway, would you not think, and who might be going over in the Iron Man match. So I really don't expect much of that. But, um, you know, I, I really think that overall, guys, tonight's pay-per-view is, uh, is stacked. It's very, very good. Um, everybody was very taken aback by the fact that this week um, the SmackDown team went through a drastic personnel change, of course, with... Uh, um, with uh, Hacker, as well as um, Mr. Ziggles, Mr. Ziggles, right, Dolph Ziggler, the Dolphster, if you will, um, all off the team, um, and of course Calgary's own Hart Dynasty. Um, for us of you that know them, yeah, on the team with Fit Finley and Team Raw would have to be favored. Well, you know, just granted the roster that Team Raw has, you would you would absolutely have to think that Team Raw would have the advantage in this match. Uh, you know, just on Monday night when you saw uh, the former Team SmackDown, which, you know, consisted obviously of more members, that's, that's exactly what we're going with. Uh, basically, you look at what they have now, they have a stronger roster. But, you know, I think it would have been a good idea for Drew McIntyre to have stayed on. Eric Escobar, I, I don't really know anything about him. He, he doesn't seem like he's... Uh, I'm not impressed. Uh, he doesn't have a look that's very impressive. He doesn't seem to wrestle that impressively. He's kind of chubby. He is kind of chubby. <laughs> but then again, so is his girlfriend. Well, there you go. And <laughs> any way to get Vicky Guerrero back on the air, I guess. Way, way to go. What? Back on her back? Back on the air. Oh, okay. All you right. perverted bastard. Thank you. Thank you. We're starting things off tonight with a very solid match between the Morrison and... and uh, did I say the Morrison? You said the Morrison. The Morrison and I the like, Miz. I like that. The artist formerly known as John Morrison, now here on Sunday Night Showdown forever and a day to be fer referred to as simply the Morrison. Well, when he beats the Miz, he should be the Morrison. That's it. There you go. And he'll beat the winner. <laughs> you have to forgive me. I'm feeling really shitty tonight. Well, so, you know uh, what, guys? I... As much as we'd like to see the Iron Man match between Cena and Orton be the main event, this show is called Bragging Rights, and it is all about Raw versus SmackDown. So I think 
that seven on seven pretty much has to be the uh, has to be the, the the finale. I mean, this isn't a no mercy or vengeance or whatever. This is just this is a, an important pay per view with an important concept. And I have to tell you, with the whole uh, trophy idea, I think uh, <clears throat> it's going to be tied at one going into that championship match, which means whichever brand wins this one, the ladies are going to win the opposite. So you're not going to get that clean sweep that you want simply so that they can use it for dramatic effect. Well, let's not forget, WWE has a habit of pushing the weaker show to dominance. Let's remember back in 2006 when I was broadcasting When Worlds Collide in the WNL studio with the Trey Dog and JSK. C23, bitches. The Survivor Series. Let's not forget that Team SmackDown was the one that sweeped the, the uh, Survivor Series that year when Rey Mysterio was pinning guys like the Big Show and Kane who were on the Raw roster. So it's not that far of a stretch to think that SmackDown could have the upper hand tonight. I, I don't see how that's a far stretch. I really don't. With, with SmackDown looking to get a new TV deal, they're obviously wanting to stack the roster. They've already got a, a really good Divas division, believe it or not, with Beth Phoenix and even, you know, Thicky James on there. Thicky? <laughs> Thicky James. Yes. Even though I, I think that, you know, she's, uh, she's coming downhill quite a bit. I... I don't know if she doesn't improve in the ring. I don't really know that she's going to be around that locker room very much longer. But I digress. There's always a spot for her at at Knowles Wrestling Federation. I'm sure there is. Yes. I'm sure Alexis Lurie will be welcomed into TNA with open arms. <laughs> well, yes. but honestly, guys, I think SmackDown sweeps this thing tonight. I just I don't see any way around it. Well, uh, and you know your your perspectives about SmackDown needing a new network isn't the Dave, the, the rumor right now that they might, even fact, be going to USA Network. Well, you hear that every time there's more issues with my network TV. Well, oh yeah, USA Network will pick them up, or another part of the NBC Universal family will pick them up. And, I mean, and you have to think that that's what's going to happen anyways. Well, I mean, literally my network TV, except for the two hours of Friday Night SmackDown, is a 24-7 rerun network. Right. Purely and simply, it's a rerun network, and... I mean, they, they don't even want to call, have themselves called a network any longer. Well, and it, it might, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe my network TV is not even on cable in the United States. So it's in, in a lot of markets, well, it's very hard to for the fans out there to, to see well, SmackDown. Well, well basically, it, it is still one of, the, <clears throat> one of the big channels because when, CETA, when uh, UPN and WB combined... Uh, certain cities, when it came to the CW, only went to one channel, Uh-oh. and then the opposite channel became my network. But SmackDown is not available in a lot of major markets. Ouch. So obviously if they can load it up with Orton, excuse me, with Cena, and wow. Miz wins. Miz gets the win. John Morrison goes for Starship Pain. Miz clips him and pins him. Unbelievable. I can't believe. <laughs> I cannot believe that the Miz just beat John Morrison on that mistake. Unbelievable. Okay, so Team Raw has one win. I'm uh, rather flabbergasted that uh, they put, not that they put the Miz over, but no. that they put the Miz no, over no. in the fashion that they would utilize a pinfall out of the missing of the Starship pain. Uh, you know what? I I don't even know what to say about it. I, I thought Morrison kind of needed this you know, win for momentum. No kidding. You know, they've been giving this kid a push, and granted, they've been giving Miz a push, too, but... 
and, and not Unbelievable. Only that, for those of you that aren't watching the pay-per-view, they were, uh, as soon as uh, Miz was declared the winner, they had a uh, backstage cut to Team Raw, and, there were, and, and the Big Show was all excited, and he went to high-five um, uh, Triple H, and Triple H pulled his hand away. It was rather... Uh, it was rather interesting, to say the least. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting evening for sure. Uh, that seven on seven, which apparently Shark to not ruin the the effect of the Survivor Series, is not going to be an elimination match. So it kind of takes us back to <clears throat> what we were talking about on Plugged In last week, Jeff, with uh, the biggest tag team match we've seen since the twenty on twenty ten tag team Survivor Series match featuring all the classic teams from the late 80s. Well, here, here's my question, okay? Why the fuck do we have a seven-on-seven that's seven, not an elimination match? You're going to have 14 people, surround, <laughs> 15 if you count Natalia, standing around the ring. Yep. What the fuck? It's going to be a clusterfuck match. It's going to be one pinfall to the side? Don't sit in the front row. Uh, like, uh, this is stupid. Uh, apparently that's what the whole scenario is. No elimination, one fall to a finish. This is going to be a clusterfuck. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know... Overbooking, 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 and you know we, we sit here on Sunday Night Showdown, show by show, and criticize the Ed Ferrara, Vince Russo booking team in TNA. But I see a lot of the overbooking scenarios coming into play now from the booking team of WWE. Well, here's the thing, you know, we try to be positive on this show. I try to give, I, I try to give praise where it's due. I give criticism when I feel it needs to be addressed. I don't know what the hell's going on with uh, with the WWE lately. Shane McMahon tenders his resignation. I mean, so we've had Linda and, and Shane we, leave, and we and really don't the know the real year. reason why. We Shane don't. We has don't. Left. But Shane leaves, and now we've got Vince putting together this bragging rights pay per view, a seven on seven match. On Raw, we see Team SmackDown get in the ring with Team Raw, and the next night they decide, okay, well Team SmackDown looks we're gonna weak. Blow it up. Yeah. We're going to fix it. Yeah. What the fuck is going on with creative? That is my question. And I really got to say to that as maybe a bit of a conciliatory answer that, in fact, John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon, because let's, let's not excuse the fact that, okay, Stephanie McMahon and, and, and Triple H might have some creative input, but let's not get away from the fact that Laurinaitis and McMahon, Vince, that is, are calling the shots on all three shows and and the the craziness lately, I, I'm sure, stems from the two of them. Well, yeah, it's that, that's the problem. I mean, when you have a product that can be ch- that, when you decide something so early, you can regret it awfully quick. But yeah, unfortunately, they didn't realize their mistake early enough so that they physically had to make their correction live on television rather than just in the in the back room. Which is fine. I'm fine with that. Uh, they they may, might have, and this is me just speculating, but they might have realized for themselves that, hey, Escobar and, and the whole SmackDown team seemed rather disjointed and may not have been a believable entity as a unit to have the fans believe that maybe that they could win and that, that now that they've made the changes, maybe that they're happy with that, or in fact... We don't know. Maybe there was some behind-the-scenes um, goings-on with a couple of the members of the SmackDown team that pissed off uh, Messrs. McMahon and Laurinaitis, and all of a sudden, you know, they're off, and the Hart Dynasty are in, which is well, fine. I'm fine with that, and I'm really excited. Obviously, 
since we know Harry and TJ, Tyson and David Hart Smith so well, and Natalia, Natty Neidhart for that matter as well, that this is the Hart Dynasty's first official World Wrestling Entertainment pay-per-view, and uh, good on them, because you know what? It's been a long time coming, and they deserve it. And, and obviously, the... Uh, the sewing department at WWE has had yeah. many problems lately because every time we see the Hart Dynasty, they're wearing something different. I mean, I got to talk to uh, TJ and, and Harry on Facebook this week and wish them uh, good luck. And they actually accepted you as their friend? I can't believe it either. I, th- I don't know. I think you're full of shit. Congratulated them on their uh, their first pay-per-view appearance, and they uh, they uh, they thanked me for, for, their, for my, for my uh, positive thoughts and uh, said that they'd have a good time here coming up this tonight on uh, Bragging Rights. Really? So, so they're not uh, fully aware of what you actually say about them? <laughs> <laughs> That's a scary thought, gentlemen. Yeah. It's a very scary. As we see the uh, the <laughs> promo for Survivor Series, I'm loving it. Uh, Just four weeks away. And Shawn Michaels standing behind the sandbags. Well, and, and I was having a bit of a, of, a, of a WWE invades WCW flashback. The only thing that was missing was China and Shawn Waltman. And, of course, the road dog and Jesse James. Yeah, there you go. Badass Billy Gunn. Right now we've got uh, we've got Team SmackDown making their way down the ramp. Michelle McCool, of course, the women's champion, uh, being accompanied by Beth Phoenix and Natalia Neidhart. And uh, watching SmackDown this week, I have to say I was very impressed with the promo they put together where... And Mickey you're not James, very impressed easily. Where Mickey James was actually talking to... May Young and Michelle McCool walked up and was like, "Oh, May, you're so beautiful. It's good to see you." And basically said she wasn't happy to see Thicky, and that uh, you know the feeling was mutual. And, and they traded barbs back and forth. Then Beth Phoenix showed up and uh, said was, something. That was an awesome segment. And yeah. May Young looks at her and says, "Well, she told you." And she goes, "Shut up, May." And May just bitch slapped her. Yeah. I thought that was great to see May Young, who I mean, what ten years later? Ni- what in 1999 she was still. A part of the SmackDown brand, yeah. doing stuff with Moolah, Isn't getting she busted through tables. I don't know how old she is. I think she's 86. But good on her, man. Her breasts man. look at least 89. <laughs> We've been corrected in the chat room. It, her name is actually Michelle McTaker. So. Oh, well. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's why she's... Well, I'm glad I'm in the know now, now that I know. But you know what? That tells you... This shows you something. When it comes to Natalia, instead of Mickey James being... On the, the SmackDown team, that's a huge compliment to her because, I mean, Mickey really could have been and maybe should have been on this team very easily as the Raw team comes down. Melina, Gail Kim, and Kelly. Kelly. Dave, are you all right? I was going to say something else, I know and then I caught myself and said Kelly Kelly. Double J, I know this, Dave, in his overzealousness of the sight of the three of them together coming down the ring at the same time, he had a bit of a uh, perverse video segment. Oh, wait, brain. wait, Shark, breaking news. Molina just did the splits and got stuck to the mat. Wow. Wow. Okay, it didn't really happen, but it should have. So that kind of gave her a fat lip? But um bum bum Wow, you should go on, on, like, tour, man. Stand-up comedy is your forte, I'm telling you. Well, you know what? Um, having... Yeah, Actually, no, it, it's sit-down comedy, yeah, never no, mind. No, no, no. No, forget it. <laughs> well, the, the, the WWE uh, wardrobe department this last week has been very busy. It looks like Natalia fell into a vat of white, black, and pink paint. Look at that outfit. You know, when you talk about wardrobe, the only thing I can really think of is that you're hoping and baiting for a wardrobe malfunction. 
Oh, we haven't had a wardrobe malfunction in WWE for quite some time. This is true. This is very true. The only one I can think... Believe me, this is not a, a good memory. The last one I can think of was Awesome Kong. In, in her premiere, when they had that um, that battle royal, and she went over the top, and so did her top. Exactly. Yeah, like I said, not a, a pleasant memory, but Horrible. one I have to recognize just the same. You know, one of my colleagues... Uh, Unplugged in, David Stevens just sent me a message, and I, I wholeheartedly agree with what he has to say. He says, this show needs to end with the ECW roster running out and stealing the trophy. I agree. That's fantastic, David Stevens. Kudos to David Stevens. Absolutely. That's, that would be huge. By the That's way, Bleach Back Black in the chat room has made a very interesting statement that Kelly Kelly is fucking ugly. Wow. I can only imagine what Bleach Black looks like. Well... Kelly Kelly Corelli? That would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. No, her name is not Crelly Crelly. <laughs> and as much as we might, as much as someone might want it to be that way, I don't think it'll ever be. But, <laughs> but uh, guys, the one match we haven't talked about tonight is the, is the uh, four-way, fatal four-way for the uh, SmackDown World Heavyweight Championship, Undertaker, Punk, Mysterio, and Batista. And I'm going to go on record and say I think Punk takes it tonight. CM Punk becomes your new world heavyweight champion, and he's going to retain it until WrestleMania. I think that we're, we're not going to see any more title changes for the world heavyweight championship until WrestleMania. Did you hear what you just said? Yeah, I did. Not any more title changes. Do you know how many we've had this year? Two, how many have we had in the last two months? Do you know how many we've had this year? Tell me. Like 15. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Both belts? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm really not down with the with the way that they've been. Although, you know what? Kudos to uh, the booking department, Messrs. Uh, McMahon and Laurinaitis at, at WWE. I mean, generally, over the last couple of years, and Dave, you can attest to this, that uh, um, they've been going for extended title reigns the last little while. And, and lately, obviously, they're going to the other end of the spectrum uh, with the massive amount of title changes that have been going on. Well, you, you think about it, there's 16 pay-per-views a year, so when you multiply that by the two championships, that's 32 title matches on pay-per-view per year. So, does that mean, like, what would we say the ideal amount would be? Eight title changes over a year, which would mean 24 successful defenses and, and, eight, uh, and eight switches? Jeff? I don't know. I was just thinking uh, while you were talking there that uh, Kelly Crelly is getting the crap kicked out of her. The crappy crappy kicked out. Of her. <laughs> you hear what I said, Kelly Crelly? Yeah. He he heard you, but he didn't acknowledge it. Oh. Did, did you see the new boots on uh, Natalia Neidhart? Again with the fashion. Yeah, it's just amazing. I, I you know let's let's create a, an outfit that can make Natalia look as unattractive. And thick as possible. I was thinking maybe Kelly Kelly stole Kip James's old chaps from TNA. Dave, are you okay? I just I just about David knocked over bailed. my he just bailed my headset there. Wow! But, All right, but uh, like I said, I mean, when, when you got thirty-two title matches in a in a calendar year, guys, I mean, how many title changes is appropriate? Like eight, ten, twelve? Well, certainly not sixteen. I but, agree. But like I said, as far as the World Heavyweight title is concerned, <laughs> I, I see CM Punk taking the championship belt. I see a feud brewing between, obviously, Rey Mysterio and Batista. And that's what it's going to come down to. The story tonight is going to be that Rey Mysterio and Batista both try to go after the title tonight. And they're both going to interfere in the pinfalls. 
that's going to cost each other that title, and CM Punk is going to pick up the scraps. The Undertaker will not get pinned. It'll probably be Mysterio or Batista that gets pinned tonight. And we might have a feud going between, obviously, Ray and Batista or possibly a Batista-Undertaker feud. And, and I'm fine with any of those scenarios. Uh, I, I really think that uh, if they chose to leave the belt on The Undertaker, I'd be fine with that if they chose to put it on CM Punk. Really, um, the, the, the only two scenarios that I don't see happening in any way, shape, or form is Mysterio or Batista going over tonight. I, re- I really think that it's either going to be Taker retaining or Punk um, <laughs> or Punk once again getting this job. I'm really liking the uh, the comment of Scotty Poindexter in the chat room when he states, uh, when uh, post our discussion about how many times the belt has has changed hands over the last few months. Uh, David, if you could just go back to that comment by uh, Scotty Poindexter. Yeah. Scotty says, and I quote, "The belt has been tossed around like a twenty dollar a night streetwalker." That is a true statement. Yes. And unfortunately, I don't have chat up on my uh, on my screen here. I'm having issues. So Get it up. Well, Jeff, I'll t- I can't. Oh, I'll, I see. I'll, All, right. All right. I'll tell you, there's been an, a suggestion for the E-Fed, uh, a, a special exhibition match. <laughs> uh, it's Tenacious Snake and, Mal- and Molina against Kelly Kelly and Crelly against Andy Knowles and Mickey James in a triple threat mixed tag match. Yeah, we'll have to see what we can do later in the year. For that. Yeah, when we have time. Wow. Although it, it would be interesting. For I don't some. even know if you could set up a triple threat mixed tag match. I don't know. I'd have to look on the options for the new SmackDown versus <laughs> Raw. But I do want to say this. Talking about the E-Fed, uh, I am going to make an announcement on Tuesday on Plugged In. But I'll, really? go, ahead, I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you guys. Um, I had an event planned for this month that was going to be called Unforgiven. And due to the fact that I've been sick and I'm not going to have it ready in time, I'm scrapping that pay-per-view entirely, and I will return with the next EFED pay-per-view, which will be the Survivor Series, in later November, and it will be using the new SmackDown vs. Raw 2010. Well, and that's a very so, good reason in itself to have postponed, other than the fact that you've been uh, very, you and your full family have been very much under the weather, Double J. Uh, the utilization of the brand new Raw vs. SmackDown game to uh, incorporate that into the new EFED uh, pay-per-view is definitely worth the wait. It is, and like I said, I'll make a, a more formal announcement about it on Tuesday, as Team and SmackDown has won, courtesy of the Glam Slam, by Beth Phoenix to Molina, so we are tied at 1-1 one and one as of right now on bragging rights. But yeah, like I said... Dramatic I, effect. I will, kayfabe, kayfabe. I will discuss this more in effect on Tuesday for Plugged In right here on the WrestleView Radio Network. But as it stands right now, Unforgiven has been canceled for the EFED, and Survivor Series will take place this uh, late November. So there you go. There's your EFED update. And I really can't wait. Uh, I was so impressed with, uh, with our first foray into the EFED, and a lot of you have seen much of the finished product uh, through a lot of sources here on uh, WrestleView.com and on YouTube as well. And uh, if you haven't checked it out, it is... Fantastic. Yeah, just uh, go to YouTube, search WrestleView CW, all one word, and you'll find it. So even even the non-vippers can uh, can check it out. Well, I was just going to say one of the exciting things about this uh, this EFED that we're doing with SmackDown versus Raw 2010. I kind of did some messing around with the story editor this past week, and uh, you'll love this shark. 
you and I can actually be put into the game as commentators. You were, you were mentioning that to me, yeah. yeah. Well, tell me, keep going on this. I didn't know about this. Well, okay, I was telling him the other day that I can literally take myself and him and put, a, put us behind the uh, commentary desk for whatever show <laughs> I choose. And oh, we'll wow. have the headsets and we'll be talking back and forth. I can add text to the conversation. But if we're going to voice it over, I don't really see the need to add the text. So that's something to look forward to. There's interview segments that we can do. You know, with one of us in the ring interviewing somebody. So the, the possibilities... Somebody falls on me, you give them a chair shot. Well, I don't know about that. Well. But, but the possibilities <laughs> are endless right now for what we can do with this game. So definitely stay tuned for more updates on the EFED. Sounds like a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see the second incarnation of a lot of the in-ring characters that you, Double J, created for the EFED. Especially, um, and I can't recall his name, he had receding hairline, big dude, uh, dreadlocks... Uh, shave chest. It was. Well, it wasn't dreadlocks. It was a uh, hairy chest. Hair- it was tenacious snake. Tenacious snake. Boy, was that guy funny. <laughs> Anyways, looking forward to the uh, second coming of the E-Fed in the Survivor Series mode uh, soon, very soon. And it will be coming up very soon. As right now, we've got a backstage segment with Team Raw, DX talking to Jack Swagger. They're all kind of shooting on each other. Uh- Triple H was kind of making fun of... of uh, is Bret Hart coming into the studio right now? Oh, okay. That's All the right. Hart Dynasty, baby. I know, I know. Of uh, Kofi Kingston losing his Jamaican accent. <laughs> Alright, guys. With that being said, we're going to take our first commercial break of the night. We'll be right back with continuing coverage of bragging rights right here on Sunday Night Showdown.
guys welcome back to sunday night showdown he's a real man's man stop singing (laughs) go ahead and talk i was gonna bring us back in but go ahead dave all right here comes ray ray down to the ring ring and uh (laughs) greeting all the uh the kids who spent 30 bucks on his mask so that they could talk to him for four seconds as uh, batista's already in the ring and mutual respect off the top as a straight edge cm punk and the undertaker Still yet to join us here at Bragging Rights for this four-way dance for the World Heavyweight Championship match number three on only a five-match card. But once again, that one hour is going to be uh, pretty fantastic. And this uh, this whole scenario with this four-way match for uh, the Taker's title is the fact that, of course, there are three baby faces and CM Punk, the lone heel in the whole scenario, which is rather strange in itself, and CM Punk as he does his intro, is looking at his imaginary wristwatch a la Stone Cold Steve Austin and thinking to himself, it's time. Absolutely. I mean, he <clears throat> he does seem to be the only heel in this match. <clears throat> but don't be surprised to see a heel turn from Batista tonight. Could well, happen. You know, well, you know, the, the whole thing that they keep talking about and we keep reading about is the fact that Batista, come the end of the year, or shortly thereafter, maybe after WrestleMania will be done with World Wrestling Entertainment and his own sports entertainer career. Um, You you have to think that at 39 years of age that Batista and his many, many 
injuries and subsequent surgeries, guys that he's had over the last years in the autumn of his career? Well, you would think. I mean, granted, he has had a lot of injuries. Obviously, uh, wouldn't be because of the juice. I mean, no, he's all mad. up. I really have to take umbrage with the fact that World Wrestling Entertainment continually pushes our proverbial and collective throats. This whole wellness situation. And for those of you that are not in the know, let me enlighten you to the fact that World Wrestling Entertainment, whether it's new talent or talent on their regular rosters or in Florida Championship Wrestling, when they are up for a wellness quote-unquote test, they inform them in advance and give them what is referred to as a baseline test. And that determines what, in fact, um, their level of toxicity, for lack of a better term, is in their system. And then, of course, they give them the quote-unquote real drug test 30 or 45 days down the road. And I really, really, guys, feel as though this whole wellness kayfabe, and I, I believe that's what it is, in World Wrestling Entertainment is nothing, Double J, than pure and utter prefabricated bullshit. Um, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really thinking that sooner than later, the FCC in the states, or you know, the the the, the, the FDA, pardon me, not the FCC, the FCC might have something to say about their broadcast lately, but yeah, the FDA yeah. is certainly going to come down and, and unannounced on World Wrestling Entertainment. And you know what? I have no sympathy for any within. World Wrestling Entertainment um, at this point. And if you can honestly look and tell me that Dave Batista is clean, then I got some fucking swampland in Florida I'd like to sell you. I agree. But, you know, the same could be said for John Cena as well. Seriously. Well, I mean, when you talk about that, that first baseline test, Shark, I mean, isn't that basically the first thing that, that all the stories have been this week that Nigel McGuinness failed or, or gave results that WWE wasn't happy with, so that's why they uh, they didn't sign him? Or no, I, I'm still not Dave, getting the Dave real story on that. You're confused. The real story is it had nothing to do with the drug baseline test. What it had to do with is that they did not like the medical analysis supplied to them by Nigel McGuinness, now Desmond Wolf, and his own personal physician with respect to the wellness, not of his system but if his shoulder and a couple of other physical scenarios that he's been through over the last couple of years, it had nothing to do with any drug content in his system. And since they didn't like it, and they didn't sign him, and as soon as they told him, he, you know, and rightfully so, um, went to TNA and said, hey, you know, I'm available, and the rest is water under the bridge. They signed <laughs> Nigel McGuinness. Uh, he had a couple of meetings with uh, Vince Russo. They went over, and actually it was funny, I read online that Vince Russo did a couple of uh, Google searches on some of the most popular names in Great Britain and came up with, and, and with Nigel McGuinness's blessing, um, the, the, the blessing of Nigel McGuinness, and hence the Desmond Wolf character was born. And good on Desmond Wolf for getting such a high 
level and high profile push initially into his entrance into TNA against none other than Kurt Angle. Well, yeah, and he hit the, his finisher on Kurt Angle right at the end of Impact as he as he came down to uh, to confront Kurt right at the start, which gets him to a high point and uh, TNA may be going in a more interesting direction where it's like, well, I guess the the uh, president of TNA or whatever wants to focus on the young guys and the old guys are realizing that their time might be on the wayside. I'm finally in the chat room. Rejoice. Yay. Rejoice. I'm there. And Evan O'Brien says that his uh, video stream is in sync with our background audio. So Very nice. No delay Sounds on the good. relay. That's right. Uh, outstanding. And, you know, uh, as we were discussing on our on our last break, guys, the the news of the week that was the news of the week in the world of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment was, on one hand, kind of slow as we see uh, The Undertaker basically hip-toss CM Punk over the top <laughs> row on the outside, and Rey Mysterio comes and smashes CM Punk as uh, Batista, Irish whips The Undertaker, duck the clothesline, and a bit of a... Wow, a bit of a uh, half Luthez press as uh, Rey Mysterio gives a double drop kick to the back of the knees. But anyways, um, this match, guys, starting off hot and heavy so fast we can hardly even call the action. But um, the week that was in, in, in professional wrestling was basically Desmond Wolf slash Nigel McGuinness' entrance into total nonstop action wrestling. Um, Obviously, we're we're at the infancy of the of the push on the Hogan tour of Australia. Um, we'll, we can discuss that a little bit. I, I was privy to some of the YouTube video of the push on the uh, on the Hogan tour. It was kind of a, a flashback to WWE circa 1985. Jimmy Hart, the Nasty Boys, um, Val Venus, and and just many of the former WWE superstars that are part of the, the Hogan Tour of Australia. Um, lots, uh, you know, lots going on in the world of professional wrestling, and Double J, not the least of which, is the fact that we still have absolutely no news on the whereabouts of Jeff Jarrett. Um, the news on Jeff Hardy is basically non-existent. Um, and really some of the the news on on JR still not too good um, JR still for those of you that don't know suffered his uh, third bout of Bell's palsy and uh, he's having a bit of an eyesight problem and he's getting treatment in in in, uh, in Norman Oklahoma on the campus of the Oklahoma Sooners football team um, and and once again we we hope that JR gets well soon and returns to WWE programming. So, so let me get this straight. You're saying he's being treated at the university? Well, I heard by a couple of cheerleaders, but you can only see half of what they have going on. Oh, no fraudulent claims here on this show, ladies and gentlemen. I wish JR a speedy recovery. He's a good guy. and Absolutely. Uh, can't wait to see him come back on SmackDown 100%. So, yeah. Uh, something interesting today, guys. This is the sixth wedding anniversary of Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so I had a bit of an H1N1 attack there. <laughs> well, and you want to talk about anniversaries? Let's throw an anniversary out there. Tonight would really can be considered the oh, uh, oh absolutely yes the two year anniversary of Sunday Night Showdown. That fast? No, the yes. one year, two. 
Well, well, yeah, I guess. Well, you I mean, don't remember much of the first year, Dave. It's okay. Because <laughs> we brought the show in October of 2007. We did that, take a break. That's true. Yeah, I mean, th- this is the anniversary of us coming back full-time because our first show back this time around was uh, Cyber Sunday 2009, excuse me, 2008, and we've done every single pay-per-view from Cyber Sunday till tonight. So, guys, uh, happy first anniversary of uh, oh, I didn't even know that. Here. That's a momentous yeah. occasion here. It actually supersedes yeah. absolutely anything that is more <laughs> important than that of the, of the news that was for the week in professional wrestling. You think? Could, could you try not to eat the mic when you laugh, Dave? So happy, happy Taboo Tuesday to everyone. Wow. So as a memento did, did of our... Did you just say that? He did. Would you fucking slap him? Yes. Shut the hell up. Anyways, so as a memento of our anniversary... This is actually our second anniversary here on Sunday Night Showdown. Mark the Shark Tagarlo has got through great expense immediately following... Actually, it's going to be within our next commercial break. A little bit of a surprise from the Shark to Double J and Internet Dave when we have cake on the break and some dancing girls and lap dancing here wow. on Sunday Night Showdown. So if you want to, if you can't wait, if you're suffering from a little bit of prematureness, we can go, actually, we're not going to go to break. We're right in the middle of an important match. Uh, the, the Batista, presence of the, look Batista at this. could tap, he could tap. Taker has him in Hell's Gate, he's got it locked in, but CM Punk... Breaks it up. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Isn't Hell's, Hell's Gate is banned from SmackDown, not but not anymore. from the... Not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Okay. All right. That was rescinded by, by Thicky? No, it was rescinded by, uh, by, <laughs> by Teddy. Tilo. 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 Aha. Uh-huh. And Tilo has been, been having issues with VKM lately, correct? He has. He's still on probation, which I don't know if that's ever going to end. Isn't Tilo been, been VKM's puppet lately? Pretty much. And his assistant puppet is none other than Armstrong, correct? Correct. Right. Undertaker with the last ride to CM Punk, wow. and he delivers it with authority. Oh, absolutely. Wow. He Goes did. for the cover. Is this it? Batista no. slow to get there, but he did break it up at the very last second. I mean, a lot of people have been talking about how Batista should go heel either tonight or this week on uh, SmackDown, because especially if Cena comes over, guys, then if you really think about it, Four of the top five guys on the SmackDown brand are uh, are baby faces. Well, I got to be honest. I would love to see another Cena um, Batista match at WrestleMania this year. I think that'd be a great setup. That was supposed to happen last year, and it didn't. Right. Remember, due to injuries. Due to injuries. Right. I think that could be a a major selling point for WrestleMania 26. Well, you know, maybe, maybe. I- I'm just so uh, tired of. of I don't know. I just like to see some new, new opponents for both Batista and Cena. And you know what? I really got to say that the the pace of this match and the, the level of fluidity and and excitement of this match from the get go has been absolutely second to none and outstanding. And once again, CM Punk breaks up the pin attempt after a, a vicious choke slam to Batista by the Undertaker. And now CM Punk and uh, the Undertaker faring off in fisticuffs. But the Undertaker's got the goozle, Ooh. and Punk breaks it up with a kick to the groin. The goozle? <laughs> the goozle, if you will. Yeah. <clears throat> I couldn't help but notice as soon as CM Punk stood up there and had Undertaker by the, by the neck, basically, it took him about five to ten seconds to, to call the move, and th- that's usually way, way, way too long. That just that looked really reckless to me. What happened to uh, Rey Mysterio? Did I miss something? Yeah, he hasn't been in the ring in quite a while. 
Is he, is he hanging out under the ring with Hornswoggle? I mean, are they having a party? <laughs> hey, hey, hey. What the fuck, man? Batista setting up for the Batista That's bomb on The Undertaker. Oh, and he delivers it. it. Slow to pin, though. Give him a, he gave himself a bit of a Charlie horse. Says, There's Ray to break There's Ray, Ray, Ray. Ray. As he gets to pin himself. Oh. I told you that was going to happen, but Batista breaks it up as well. Now, you also made reference to the fact that Ray Ray might have been do- under the ring doing something with Hornswoggle. Here we go. Hanging out. Wha- Wow. And here's where we're seeing it. Ray and Batista having words with each other. Batista angry at Ray Mysterio for breaking up the pin attempt. You're supposed to be my friend. Heel turn. There you go. Oh, and he pie faces the little bastard out of the ring. This could be the finish right here. No, I don't mean Hornswoggle. (laughs) (laughs) That little bastard. Batista, he goes up for the choke slam. And Taker drills him down. Ass tailbone first. But he's, he's not going for the pin. Well, now he is. Now he is Where's CM Punk? Not a good. Did you see how slow the count Jack had? Well, look at Taker. He looks worn out, man. Yeah, he does. Unfortunately, up. he does. He really he does. Well, look at him. It's all, all the time he spent in the tanning booth and spraying on that fake tan on himself. <laughs> no wonder <laughs> he's blown up. It's Batista. The, the toxic fumes himself, he's blown up. Batista he, seems a little slow, too, right now, guys. You know, guys, I had a, I had a nice talk with Adam Martin on this uh, past Thursday's WNL, and we both kind of agree that I, I just think The Undertaker needs to hang it up after this year. I would like to say I couldn't agree with you more. I think that they should give him one more match at WrestleMania, and that's it. And well, that's it. He's given the indication that he wants to continue on for the next few I, years. I know. And I, you know, enough's enough already. Let's. They need to pull a flag. See him look at this. Steal this. No. Oh. Now he's going to pin The wow. Undertaker. <laughs> the referee Jack Doan flying around. <laughs> yeah, I really like to see a scenario whereby, whereby they would induct the Taker, Mark Calloway, into the WWE Hall of Fame on the Saturday night before WrestleMania, and then subsequently have his last match at WrestleMania 26. Wouldn't that be the same thing as Ric Flair, though? Just just it a would. quick update. Batista throws out CM Punk and then picks up Ray, throws him to the outside. Batista turns around. Undertaker Good night. nails the tombstone. Good night. And that'd be it. This could be it, ladies That's and gentlemen. It. Two, three. That is it. And Taker retains the title. And, as you stated, this was the first inclination or inkling that, in fact, we are going to be subjected or be treated to, some might say, into a heel turn, Double J, by one Dave Batista. Wow, you know what this means? What does it mean? I picked CM Punk to win. It means that I've lost two matches on this pay-per-view. Well, I didn't want to go three. right to the reference of that, but since you brought it up, yes, you're O for the pay-per-view. No, I'm not O for the pay-per-view. I actually did get the Divas match correct. Uh, okay, all right, all right, I'll give you that, I'll give you that. All right, but I must say, about nine-tenths of that match was very, very good. The, the finish... Eh, okay. Um, but the, that, that match I give about a, certainly at least an 8.5. Well, that, well Very that, entertaining. That's the key to the finish whenever it's a three- or four-man match. You get, you get rid of everybody else. Batista throws out Punk. Batista throws out Mysterio. And then The Undertaker finishes off Dave Batista. And that's the only way a match like this can end, which is why, guys, I'll be interested to see how a seven-on-seven pinfall or submission will have to be broken up. I guess pretty much everybody will have to be brawling in the back or brawling uh, along on the floor. Well, and Double J, we made reference to it earlier in the broadcast here on Sunday Night Showdown along the uh, WrestleView radio network. Um, But in fact, have we got established for a fact that the 7-on-7 
is not an elimination scenario. It is not an elimination scenario. Okay, all right. And, you know, just for the record, Strange. just reading the chat room, um, I know that I said I wanted CM Punk to win. I never said he was my favorite, but I just think it's pointless that The Undertaker retains this title when he can really... It just seems to me like he can barely go in yeah. the ring anymore. I just don't see the point in putting a title on a guy who can't work a match because he's too injured to be in there. Again, the Undertaker retains, but, you know, good on him. So now they're cutting to a, a promo. A promo. Well, they're all blown up. That's smart. No, this is WWE booking. And so now Batista is obviously going to turn on Ray. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray's, Ray's asking for this why, in fact, Batista did what he did, and I sense a bit of a uh, Ray, powerbomb coming up. We were close. We were close. Batista was close. I was close on getting the pin. It didn't work out tonight, man. Ray, at what point do you feel that things slipped away for you? I don't mean to ask you these questions while you're, while you're in this predicament, but... At what point do you feel the match slipped away for you? I tell you what, right here, man, every man for himself. You know, whatever happened, happened. We're still standing. We didn't win tonight. There'll be another day. Dave, how are you feeling? How are you Well, he's not going to Disneyland, dick shit. He should, he should have clotheslined that stupid ass interviewer right Watch this. Here, here goes. He's going to clothesline him. Yeah. What do you guys think? You think we were close? I think he's going to try to make Ray eat the microphone. I don't think we were close. I think I was close. You want to know what else I think? I think I'm tired of coming this close. You know what else I think? It's taking too long. I think I'm tired of my best friend stabbing me in the back. You think I'm playing? I know you're blown up, Dave, but get it, get it, get it going. Jesus, dude. Come on, do it. Get it over with. For God's sakes. You think Vinny Mack in the back is going, do it! Pull it! I'm going to rip your head off. Drop the mic and stand Vicious clothesline. Well, I mean, Rey Mysterio broke up the pin where Batista had the Undertaker pretty much defeated. and. If, if we look back at the time between when he was here the first time before his injury and now, Shark, I can't think of more less than about six or seven different opportunities where Batista had a shot at one of the championship belts, and as he said, come up just an inch short or a, a second short because he's walked out of so many championship matches without that belt around his waist. Well, and, and speaking of coming up and in short, Ray Mysterio yeah. spent his entire adult life coming up and in short, but that's a story for another day. And, and you know what? Th- this whole thing was just far too contrived, and Double J, it took way too long. 
You know what, though? I'm loving the fact that Batista's just beating the shit out of Ray Ray. This should have happened from the beginning. I, I hate it when they bring these two together. And, oh, they're the best of friends, blah, 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 blah. I think it's great. I love the heel turn by Batista. Yeah, so do I. So don't get me wrong. I'd like to see him go Kevin Nash on Rey Mysterio. And remember that old lawn dart spot right to the side of the uh, <laughs> of the mobile home? I yeah. miss that stuff. Batista hasn't been a heel nearly enough in his career. And hopefully this will give him a, a good chance to to really show what he's what he can do as here yeah. he comes again. No, he needs to do this because you know what? The fans have loved Batista over the last few months since he's come back from his surgery and his uh, subsequent rehabilitation and he needs to get a little bit more medieval on the midget. Just reading the chat room and they're talking a lot about hide and rape in there. Hide and rape. Hide and rape. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's no hide and rape going on right now. Oh. Come on. Wow. You're killing I bet me. You said hide and rape. <laughs> Vintage Heidenreich. Wow. Yeah, don't you remember Heidenreich, you know? I certainly Big do. guy. Yeah. He raped Michael Cole. Yeah, yeah. Read poetry to him. Yes. Yeah, not good times. Not the, good times the, at all. The no. only wrestlers... Heidenreich on the Hogan tour of Australia, by the way. Uh, that's what I heard, yeah. yes. The only wrestler whose theme song was him saying his name over and over and over again. Which sounded like German Nazi music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It did. <clears throat> so there you have it. Dave Batista turns heel. Who saw Thanks. that one coming? Good. Well, we all did. There's no question about that. And it just leaves, leaves a further food for thought to the scenario that Double J puts out there that, in fact, John Cena is losing tonight and going over to SmackDown. Absolutely. There's no way that he's got... I would be surprised. I'm not going to say never because, you know what, if I'm wrong on that match, then I'm going to call it a Trey or an Andy Knowles. And I'm going to say that it's because the WWE listens to our product and wanted to swerve everybody because of the suggestions I made, because, hey, if they can do it, fuck it, so can I. Well, there's been a substantiated evidence to the fact that, in fact, Pat Patterson, who has nothing better to do than twiddle around with uh, um, twittering the Yahoo of, of uh, Howard Finkel and fucking around with his Facebook, but, pardon me, what did I just say? Um, Pat Patterson does listen to Sunday Night Showdown, so your whole hypothesis on the scenario could be correct. Possibly as they as it fades to black. I mean, even Batista said during the match, it's like you're supposed to be my friend. Why would you break up a pin attempt where I'm trying to win the championship? So I mean, from that perspective, he's got a point. And that was a good impetus behind the whole heel turn right there. Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. And I mean, even during the the finish of the match, Batista threw out Punk and then threw out Rey Mysterio to. Uh, to then, of course, get tombstone by The Undertaker. No, absolutely he did. And I thought it was, a, it was a good match. Absolutely was a good match. I guess now we're setting up for uh, for the... Uh, oh, are we setting up for the 7-on-7? Seven seven seven? Seven. Unbelievable. All right, guys, we'll be right back with more coverage tonight of Bragging Rights right here on Sunday Night Showdown.
Injuries can happen at any time. My kneecap just kind of blew over to the side of my leg. I torn the pectoral muscle completely off my shoulder. I've had surgery five times in my left knee. The tendon was torn off the bone. Couldn't hardly lift my leg anymore. With every move I made, my body, my career, my life is on the line. Don't risk yours. Please, don't try this. Jen Bloodsworth is a real WWE customer, not a superstar. So to help tell her story, we hired Hacksaw Jim Duggan. This weekend was Black Friday, and the malls were packed. Ho, ho, ho! I didn't know what to get my family, so I clicked on WWEshop.com, where they have all the latest WWE merchandise ready to ship. Why they quit making those foam 2 by 4s anyway? The kids really loved them. Tough guy! I took care of my entire family in just under 10 minutes without leaving the house. This is a great country or what? USA! WWEshop.com. Real superstars. Real savings. John Cena, Randy Orton has become a rivalry. No, wait. John Cena, Randy Orton has become the rivalry. Final confrontation. 
WWE's greatest rivalries. You win, you get the title. I win, you are gone. From Raw. For good. 60 minutes for the WWE Championship. Anything goes. And if I lose, I leave Raw. Rated T for teen. Morning. Who's this? Morning, Josh. Major favorite. Oh, I created him for a match today against John Cena. Stop creating superstars, Josh. It's Joshinator. No, that's Joshinator. Oh. That's Masher. Yeah. And that's Union Jackknife. They all go now. But we've got matches with Kelly Kelly and Kofi. Excuse me, a little help with my back? Nice. They all go now. Fine. No match today, Santa. Oh, come on! Create your superstar. Design your moves. Tell your story and share it with the world. WWE SmackDown vs. Raw 2010. It's your world now. Honey! Why is the door locked? Who's that? Nobody. Mm. One, two. Is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Yeah, you got the fucking keep playing. Yo, tell me who the time it is now. Yeah, just kicking it up here. Dark time. Yo, here comes trouble. Not good enough to anybody. Tell me who and what to be. Not gonna be that kind of party. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown, guys. We are right in the midst of the Bragging Rights 7-on-7 seven seven tag team match that I thought was going to be the main event for tonight. Just when you think WWE's got everything planned, they throw a swerve at you, and they are going to end things with the one-hour Iron Man, which they should. So uh, I guess I'm still going to stick by my team SmackDown tonight, as I think they're going to dominate the Raw team. And really, if the one-hour Iron Man match, Double J and ID, Internet Dave, if you will. If you will. Uh, if that's going to go an hour, that means this could quite possibly go a half an hour. No, so uh, hopefully you got your favorite oh. pop or wobbly pop or beverage. Absolutely. Uh, those, of, uh, those of you that are listening to uh, Sunday Night Showdown along the uh, WrestleView Radio Network, um, as the two biggest workers in the match uh, go nose to nose and that's a couple of big noses right there of course Kane and the big show and uh, I don't know if you guys watched uh, WWE Vintage this past uh, week I know that the good listeners of uh, Sunday Night Showdown don't get vintage in the United States but for those of you listening uh, in Canada to us right now you know that on Vintage this last week they, they highlighted Paul White then known as the Giant in World Championship Wrestling, and man, did he have a lot of hair. You know, I read the recap. I didn't actually... I forgot to tape it this week, actually. With me Never forget to stuff. tape vintage. It's but here's the thing. Great. Here's the thing. If I miss it the first time, the score does replay it on Wednesday nights. Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock our time. Exactly. 8 o'clock Mountain, 10 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Pacific. 
Eight o'clock, seven o'clock central. But there was a lot of Halloween Havoc matches that were uh, that were on this particular program yes. that I'm looking forward to. Uh, Jericho and Raven from ha- uh, Halloween Havoc '98. Quote the Raven, nevermore. Never uh, the Outsiders versus Harlem Heat from Halloween Havoc '96. And Stevie Ray, let me tell you, I watched I watched uh, uh, the entire show this past week with Mean Gene Okerlund, and I really forgot how big and jacked up at one time. Stevie Ray really was just a mountain of a man. So like neck bone sucker. <laughs> I love Harlem Heat, and they had some Arsenio Hall hairdos, some sideway Arsenio Hall hairdos going on. It was great. <laughs> you just need a headset when you do shit like that. You put the microphone down, and you're like, you're like doing the the whole cut into your fucking head. I missed the home anyway. Mark the Shark to Carlo used to be a barber before he owned a series of bars, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I'm not going to admit to that at all. But anyway, it's a very momentous occasion for uh, pro wrestling and sports entertainment fans here. In fact, wasn't your shop called Mighty Cuts? Anyway, it's a very momentous occasion here for uh, professional wrestling and sports entertainment fans in the province of Alberta. As, of course, as we mentioned earlier, the Hart Dynasty's first ever full-blown WWE pay-per-view appearance is tonight, right now. And if SmackDown loses this match, ladies and gentlemen... I bet you money that the person that gets pinned will be David Hart Smith. You really have to. Think I bet that. you money because if you go and you look at the SmackDown intro, yep. he's not even involved in the intro. Tyson and Natalia both are, but David Hart Smith doesn't even have one little spot in the intro for SmackDown. No, at all. Nothing. Zero. So if anybody's getting pinned on the SmackDown roster, unfortunately, it's D.H. Smith. Well, and he should get pinned tonight. Did you check out his new haircut? Terrible. Uh, yeah, it's uh, bad. It's pretty bad, but it's still better than TJ's. Well, or Tyson Kidd. Tyson, yes. Anyways, um, as we see the mountain of a man, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry enter the ring and in wearing tonight the world's largest T-shirt. Absolutely, that's got to be about a 10x. Yeah, I, I would say, say so. so. I uh, just want to let you people know that we have opened up the Skype line, so if you want to give us a call right here, uh, it's WNL Radio, or Dave, what is the number? 417-459-4474. Did you do that off memory? Yeah, he Absolutely did, because it's not off up memory. on the screen at all. That scares me. What, what, <laughs> why, why, why in God's name, Dave, wouldn't you have it up like somewhere, like written down, or, or take a Sharpie and put it on... Your forehead and hold a mirror in front of you all the time so you could see the phone number on your forehead. That would be a good idea. I, I can't remember anything when I have to write a test at school, but I can remember that freaking phone number. You always cheated. Don't lie to <laughs> us. You always wrote your shit on your hand. Yeah. You know? Well, I'll, I'll tell you. You're a cheater. When they, when they previewed this match just as we were going to break, they showed the number of titles, which were about even, but uh, the Raw team, to a man, has a 50-pound-per-man weight advantage. Thanks, to obviously, to the Big Show and Mark Henry. So we saw Big Show and uh, Kane get down some early action here as Matt Hardy goes in. And, and the crowd in the Mellon Arena in uh, Pittsburgh is jacked up for this match. And they've been, unlike some other WWE uh, pay-per-view crowds lately, Double J, uh, they're right into it tonight. They're, they're, they're having a good time in Pittsburgh. No, it looks like the crowd is into it. I'm anxious to see who's going to walk away with this uh, SmackDown versus Raw Grey Cup, or I guess Silver Cup. Silver Cup. Yeah. Silver Cup. I, I think ECW, ECW should come out and steal it. 
Well, and, and ECW should do a, a team run-in or something, maybe. But I'm just wondering, Dave, how many in the crowd are really, really drunk and have stumbled <laughs> over, have stumbled over from Heinz Field and, and actually yeah. watched the uh, the Super Bowl champion Pittsburgh Steelers defeat the previously undefeated and Mark the Shark to Carlo's favorite football team, the Minnesota Vikings, earlier today. I, I, if you notice the amount of Steelers jerseys in the crowd, I think there's a lot of drunk people in the Mellon Arena tonight. Very, very likely. Yeah, I mean, which I'm uh, sure the WWE just loves because that means that that they're they're having a good time and they're right into it. I mean, if you were in Pittsburgh, this is a hell of a double double play to be to be doing here. And, double and, header. A double header. Yeah, and if I were if I were living in Pittsburgh, I'd probably take the day off work tomorrow just so I could have even better time. Hey, welcome to uh, Sunday Night Showdown. Who is this? It's Tenacious Snake. Tenacious Snake. Hey. What's going on, my friend? What? How you doing, mate? Oh, we're doing good. Long time no here, my friend. I know. I've uh, I've been working a lot, mate. So. So what's going on in, in your neck of the woods, my friend? <laughs> Nothing much. I've been playing SmackDown loads. Watching this. Uh, it, this should be um, the first team to lose all their t-shirts loses. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea. That's a good angle. That's a good analogy. I like so, that. So, so in theory, Jack Swagger should have already gone. Well, you would think. I, I don't understand why this is not an elimination match. I, I really no, don't. No, no, no. I think they're just trying to protect Survivor oh. Series. But. Well, but still, why would you even go to that length and not use this for Survivor Series technically? Oh, heart attack well, yeah. on Shawn Michaels. DH going for the pin. Wow. Two and a half. Wow. And there you go. He kicks out. So yeah, what we, we just. Michaels look like tonight? Ah, uh, he's looking pretty good. <laughs> no, but he's got the thing tied around his waist, and he's got the. Uh, it, it looks interesting. I'll give you that. Does want to look cool, even at his age? I love him. Even at his age, wow, that was cold, Tenacious Snake. That was really oh, but cold. He's, he's my favorite wrestler. So, so Tenacious Snake, tell me that you don't actually look like your uh, your WrestleView Fed character. Well, let's just say JJ embellished a little bit. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> I, I, I'm not quite that big. I think I'm losing a few pounds for Survivor Series. <laughs> well, I, in heavy training, if you will. <laughs> I, I can tell you that tweaking your character model, I, I, I did. Uh, you did lose a few pounds, but hey, I just went off the model that you gave me from Legends of <laughs> WrestleMania. So, what's up with the chest haircut? Oh uh, no, that's my chest hair. <laughs> Sounds like Tenacious Steak is swimming. I'm no, it's. <laughs> Tweet, tweet. Anyways. We might be having a second caller here to Sunday Night Showdown. So, Snake, oh. uh, looking forward to uh, the next round of the EFED matches? Yeah, I, I certainly am. I, um, I owe Santa Loco a uh, receipt from uh, spitting taco sauce in my eye in the elimination chamber. <laughs> There's been a lot of, uh, of trash talk in the chat rooms over the last few weeks about, about round two of the EFED and, and Santa Loco having a hell of a challenge to overcome Next next time. Well, uh, if if um, JJ is, you know, you cancelled this one this month. Are you going to have Survivor Series main event still going to be the Horsemen against? Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it is going yeah. to be. I'll say he's got to get through the Horsemen first. But if he does, and if I still have that triple threat match, well, we'll see. I've got a new finishing move as well that I'm going to have this time. It's called the Master Exploder. Master Exploder. Wow. Yes. That sounds like a bit of a vivid video finisher, don't you think? <laughs> That's <laughs> the first thing I thought. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, it goes with my new entrance theme. And it should be interesting if, uh, no. in fact, Tenacious Snake Wait a sec. gets a match with the Canadian right. Horseman. That would be good. So apparently, I've got to get through Mason Womanex first. 
All right, we've we've already, we've got someone else on the line. Who is this? Hey, it's Clinton Bowman, CJ Bowman on the forums. Hey, what's going on, man? Nothing, man. Just enjoying the pay per view for the first time in like so long. Oh yeah, what's been going on with that? WWE pay per view. You haven't been seeing the I'm WWE pay per views. Say that again. You haven't been seeing the WWE pay per views lately. So I've been seeing them, but I haven't been really enjoying them much. Like I've been, I've been enjoying the whole pay per view. I've enjoyed this matches like with Breaking Point. Like I enjoyed the, the submission match we seen in Orange because it was pretty funny. Enjoy. I didn't really enjoy Hell in a Cell because there was no point to it. But other than that, I mean, this, this whole SmackDown vs. Raw thing is a very intriguing thing because you know they did it before Survivor Series a few years back. Do you like the? Do you like the idea that it's it's just a seven on seven match that's not elimination? I mean, are well, you... well, for so no, remember like the other two matches that were on the card, Miz and Morrison and the Divas going at it. That was a good idea at first, best out of three to see who's the best brand. You know, I remember they doing just like that for Survivor Series a few years back, and it was pretty interesting with Orton being the sole survivor, and it was pretty funny. Right. Uh, I loved it. It was like it was something that was to look forward to. I mean, they even I think they even did that in SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 that year in the storyline mode, story mode thing like that. But this is a great idea, full blown pay per view. See who's the better brand. It makes a lot of sense. I mean, I hope they push it forward a little forward past this pay per view, even on the Survivor Series. Who you got going over tonight? Team Raw, or Team oh. SmackDown. Well, I think it's going over. Oh, SmackDown needs to rub. Sadly. I well, agree. I think SmackDown's going to go over. That's, that's what I'm going with. As Kane is choke slamming. I mean, Triple H. <laughs> yep, you got I'll just take my Triple H pose there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, nah, SmackDown needs to rub horribly. You know, yeah. they don't really have the star power except for Jericho, Kane, and Matt Hardy on the team. Absolutely. Oh, no. So, so it's like, come on, call Kofi Kingston and Jack Swagger, all wow. these people who have held championships majorly but, before. I mean, as much as a DX fan as I am, I'd love to see um, one of the young guys get the win over the Raw team tonight because it'll definitely give them. No, a boost. I would love, I would love to see Tyson Kidd. No joking, Tyson yeah. Kidd or even Matt Hardy get the win. Yeah, like those two needed. Like I was sad when they replaced Clown Town, but I understand why Sad had the flu and things like that. I still think JTG would have been a good addition to the team just by himself. Did, did Chad really have the flu though? Well, according to him, yes. <laughs> It's flu like symptoms. I've you never know. Things. You know what? You know, I, but I think. What's going on what? here? <laughs> I'm liking it. No, I, I am too. Yeah. I, I don't think that uh, Shad really had the flu. Uh, honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if he if he did. But I just think it, it that did they not want to jump out or something. Well, yeah, I, I just I don't think that they wanted to really use them. I, I think when they put it on paper, it looked good, and then they saw it on Monday night, and they're like, ah, this doesn't work, which is stupid booking, really. I mean, I I think yeah. they really screwed that up. Well, but at least they corrected it. Horrible. No, but what I like about the Raw team booking was the whole funny thing segment on that Monday Night Raw. Absolutely. Where they just exposed everybody. And it worked because they had great chemistry. Exposing Kofi as a fake Jamaican. Oh, <laughs> that was brilliant. That was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, I, I, like, I've, been saying, I've, been, I've been saying for the longest time, he's, he's about as Jamaican as I am Indian. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I thought you were Indian. Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> what the hell? Now, now. It's funny. It's funny because it's like supposing him Canadian. Even tonight, going as far as to bringing back the whole May Young thing with Mark Henry, that was just brilliant. 
Have you guys noticed so right. far that uh, the Hart Dynasty have been a couple of uh, bumping bunnies so far in the match? Well, they've been bumping their ass wow. off as Matt Hardy we... comes off the top onto our truth and Kool-Aid. Excuse me? Yes, too. Kool-Aid. Hey, Kool-Aid! I've been saying that for a while. I was glad Triple H finally said something about that. Gut-rich powerbomb yeah, delivered to Finley by Swagger. Beautiful oh, move. Oh, and Kane. Just okay, just, boom. boom. Wow. Nice series of spots wow, here. Fear. The action's coming way too fast to be able to I call. Think somebody, I think somebody I think somebody predicted it in the chat room that it was going to end in a ball. And it looks like oh, uh, that the big show oh, is going to choke. Just a minute. He's going to choke slam. Good night, Whoa. Kofi. That was weak. <laughs> yeah. He pulled Jericho and he pulled Jericho over. You're not going to land on my partner, Kofi yeah, Kingston. No. no, and now we got some heat, of course, between uh, the Big Show and Triple H. He'll beat up $5. anybody except Give his partner. Oh, shit, Triple H. Okay, $5 says, $5 says, he ripped his shirt off and it says a SmackDown shirt underneath. Nope, I don't think so. I, I don't see a shirt on underneath, no. but good scenario, but how about he's taking a walk? He is. Yeah. He's like, back. He's like, back. <laughs> so much for the breakup of Jarrah's show here. As everybody else is they outside the happen. ring. They won't happen. Well, it's no, a show. That'd be it. Right you there. Know, there you go. You know Jericho. Why you I feel vindicated. You there really want to know why it's not going to happen? Why I think it's not going to happen to break up the Jericho show for the simple fact that, one, Edge may be coming back sometime after the Rumble. Sometime after the Rumble. They're going to want to work a program with him. With them. So That would be welcomed, actually. So, Team SmackDown. Like, imagine Christian. Imagine Christian jumping ship from ECW to SmackDown just to do that. Yeah. Team SmackDown has to Team SmackDown, yeah, Smackdown is, is Team SmackDown has won the Grey Cup, Dave. Oh my God! Blue defeats red. Wasn't that such as a Queensbury Trophy? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what I think now? Um, now because SmackDown won this, I highly doubt that team is going to lose that match. Oh, this season, like, really scares me. Now you know what though? It, it makes sense for Cena to, to to lose tonight. It makes no sense for Orton not to go over. We had we had a Chris Jericho match, and I didn't didn't, didn't say ask him once. Oh, look at it this way. No, but then again, you look at it this way. Orton doesn't. If Orton goes over Cena, right? Orton goes over Cena. You know, if mm. Cena was to beat Orton, no more chances for Orton as long as Cena's champion, which means they'd have to look for somebody else. They have nobody else on Raw. Exactly. They're looking to make Ted a face. I'm sorry, uh, but they planted it. Oh, maybe they're going to run a program with Orton ago. and Triple H. That would be interesting. Not that we well, haven't I seen it a million it. times. I. Uh, as, much as, I lo- as much as I love Triple H, I never want to see him wrestle Randy Orton again. I agree. Okay, that was, oh, oh my God, the most boring matches I've ever seen. WrestleMania was a boss. I, you know what? I still think that they should have had it, uh, Cena and Orton alone. I, I thought adding Triple Thank H you. to the mix was bad. Thank you. Yeah. Why not? Excuse I me. The triple I hated the triple threat uh, match. Uh, I hope our truth actually relishes in this moment because he'll probably never be uh, in this hey, situation again. again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, he got his first interview with Drew, Drew McIntyre. It wasn't bad. No, what are we? That's a lie. That was horrible. You know, for a moment, I thought Brutus Magnus was on the show. Yeah. I almost Brutus feel like Magnus. singing What's Up. I don't know. <laughs> but I won't. Please don't. What's up? What's up? What's up? Like, I don't understand how WWE even lets him use that song. It was the same fucking song he used in TNA. To come yeah, down to the ring. He even, say, he even says his name in it. That's shocking. It's crazy. All right, guys, you got anything else you want to talk about? Well, yeah. more or less, 
more or less like the fall. This is basically what I think about the whole fallout of this whole thing just happening. What's really going to happen out of SmackDown is has bragging right now. Okay. You know, we don't know. We like more likely than not, I see a couple of Raw invasions coming along, or ECW trying to one up them. I still think That's it would have been great. I think, I think it would have been great if it would have ended in a in a schmoz and ECW came out and like you know where's our bragging? Also, you see Christian. You see Christian. Finn, I mean, Regal, something, Danielson comes out representing ECW and stuff like that. And even Zack Ryder, woo, 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 you know it, bro. Woo, woo, woo. We should be woo, here. Woo, you know it, ECW. <laughs> nah, but I'm thinking I'm thinking about Brian Danielson in the future now, now that WB said, forget, what's his name, um, McGinnis, from what I heard. Desmond Wolf. And you know what? Since Nigel, or Desmond, is not... Obviously, going to WWE and is already in TNA. Don't expect for one single solitary second out there, all of our good listeners, that the American Dragon Brian Danielson is going anywhere but TNA now. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, I doubt it. No, here's what I doubt. Here's what I doubt. Danielson may go into WWE. I'm sorry. It could be a very good possibility because Cena gave him praise. He even referenced back the match they had on Velocity a few years back. Right. And he says a great worker. Like, like it said, quote unquote. If Cena gives you your sa- give them give somebody a sample of approval. Cena, Triple H, Orton, Michaels, whoever's on top gives you a sample of approval. You're going far to WWE. Well, you know, further and to that, I, I really got to think that well, that if they give Drew McIntyre, sorry. I mean, Ring of Honor has already given uh, the American Dragon Byron Danielson his bye bye. He's had his final match in Chicago with. Um, Nigel Wasn't McGinnis, he, and he has not been part of Ring of Honor for for about a month and a half now, and we have not heard at all in any way, shape, or form uh, about other than speculation on various internet wrestling yeah. websites that, in fact, the American Dragon Brian Danielson ha- either A, has been signed, because that's been not substantiated in any way, shape, or form, and that he would still be welcomed to WWE, and that has not been substantiated either. So, to speculate... Yeah. That at this point he's signed with WWE is simply that it's speculation. But I really think that now that Desmond Wolf, aka Nigel McGuinness, is in TNA, and there's so many, so many influential workers from AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels, and now Desmond Wolf that are in TNA, I really expect Danielson to end up in TNA and not WWE. My question is, with WWE being a more global still corporation, federation, wouldn't it be better for Danielson to go there and wrestle people who he has wrestled before and to try out matches and stuff like that, to actually work programs with them? Well, here's the thing. You'll see them on ATW shortly. Well, here's here's the thing, and and, and that's a very good summation, uh, that if, in fact, Danielson does sign with WWE, that they would put him on ECW. But Brian Danielson is a wrestler's wrestler. He is not the uh, stereotypical WWE worker, although he's okay on the microphone. He's not great. Um, And I really think that his wrestling ability might be more utilized. uh, And he he would have a better time, given the fact that he's so well-known and and he's got so many friends on the roster of TNA that, that he would more likely end up there but I'm really really pushing and I'm really thinking and I'm really hoping 
that the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, does end up on WWE because he's such a great wrestler and he would fit in, no question, on any of the three brands. Well, yeah, yeah, anyway, but he definitely, I mean, I mean, he definitely passed the uh, pre-screening test. Because compared to TNA, compared to TNA, who is Brian Danielson got to, got to back him up? CM Punk, only on, in, on, only in WWE. There's not really uh, much of a... I, I think very good. Might have You're right. as well. no. You know, and it's like, I say, and the funny thing, when I heard about how, De- how Nigel McGuinness came up with his name, Desmond Wolf, on a Google search, I was like, Desmond really? doesn't doesn't sound very intimidating at all. Well, yeah, supposedly it was Vince Russo that came up with the name. He, he did a Google search and... Uh, I'm like, the I'm most Justin popular Wolf British and I'm going to beat Kurt Angle. <laughs> no. Uh, gotta love I don't Vince Russo. <laughs> you gotta love Vince Russo, though, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yo, look, I had a discussion with some of my friends that I, I fed, e-fed with and other e-feds and things like that around the internet. It got to a point where it said, you know what, Vince Russo is trying to rectify all the mistakes he made with WCW. I sat down and I was like, you really think so? What about all the mistakes he made with TNA? Jesus Christ. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. You know, the the thing about it is, I'm saying like this, and a couple of my friends also said this. It's going to get to the point, it's going to get to the point where, I don't know, Vince is going to get an idea to buy out TNA in a few years. Take half the roster that left WWE and just fire them publicly on TV. It could just, happen. Just for shits and giggles. Booker T, Kurt Angle, Cousin Jack, Scott Steiner. Huh? If they're not already back with him when that happens. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. You know what? I, Booker's probably coming back, isn't he? I'll be real honest, guys. I don't think Vince McMahon's going to buy TNA. I think, I think more realistically, there. TNA will fold before Vince ever gets the chance to buy them out. Because the Carter family won't go dumb by shit. I'm sorry. And then Jerry, Jarrett, mm-mm. not even, not even a chance. I don't like, know. Despite, despite Jeff and Vince having a good business relationship, I doubt that the Carter family is going to sell their shares. And guys, as we have the uh, Justin Roberts, the ring announcer, giving these Justin stipulations Roberts. for the Iron Man match, that in fact, after every pinfall or decision, there'll be a 30 second respite period that I think that this is a great opportunity for uh, Internet Dave to give us a bit of a history. And we haven't had an Iron Man match in World Wrestling Entertainment for quite some time now. And uh, Dave has all the pertinent information in past Iron Man matches right in front of his face. All right, well, thanks to uh, Wikipedia for this information. Uh, you know what, guys? If, if you thought the first ever Iron Man match was in WWE between Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, you were wrong. Uh, Rick... Ricky Steamboat defeated Rick Rude at Beach Blast 92 in a 30-minute Ironman match, four falls to three. And Dustin Rhodes and Rick Rude fought to a draw for the the United States Championship in a 30-man Ironman match by a score of 30-minute, Dave. It's not a 30-man Ironman match. That would be interesting. A 30-man Ironman match. So you mean Goldust and Rick Rude actually had a fight? Wow. Dustin Rhodes and Rick... That eluded me. Dude, they had a good feud in WCW. Rick Rude... Oh, no, Help put Dustin that. Rhodes on the map. I love it. Dustin Rhodes and uh, and Rick Rude fought to a 1-1 tie, Beach Blast, 1993. Of course, for the WWF Championship, Shawn Michaels defeating Bret Hart in one to nothing in 61 oh, yeah. minutes and 52 seconds. One to nothing in 60 minutes. 61-52 wow. at WrestleMania 12, March 31st, 1996. Guys, oh, yeah, the boy dream has come true. 
for Sean Michaels. Shark and Jeff, I can. Oh, yeah, rem- I, thank you, Vinnie Mac. Guys, uh, Shark and Jeff, I can remember exactly where I was and what I was doing that that specific night. March. You were on the but toilet. We don't want to know. Okay. You were on the toilet. What? March thirty first, nineteen ninety six, from the Anaheim Pond. Triple H over the Rock, six to five. When we saw the return of or the premiere of Biker Taker at Judgment Day two thousand. Brock Lesnar. Okay, Brock Lesnar over Kurt Angle, five to four. SmackDown, September two thousand and three. A very very good match. Chris Ben. I remember that match. Chris Benoit over Triple H for the World Heavyweight Championship on Raw in this very arena in July of two thousand and four in Pittsburgh, four to three. Mm-hmm. I I had forgotten about that honestly myself. I, I I didn't really recall it that well. Shawn Michaels and Kurt Angle fought to a two to two draw at a thirty minute. Iron Man match at the Raw Homecoming, October 3rd, 2005. In Dallas? In Dallas, exactly. So uh, we have not seen one in WWE in four years. But quickly in TNA, they had they had uh, quite a few here as well. AJ and Jerry Lynn, a 10-minute Iron Man match. <laughs> 10 minutes? Yeah, 3-3. Uh, three to three. 10 minutes? 10 minutes. <coughs> and, the score, minutes. and the score fucking was Russo booking right there. And the score was 3 to 3 if you can believe it. 6 6 uh, decisions in 10 minutes. 6 falls in 10 minutes. Wow, that was definitely yeah, okay, Russo. Justin impression in a second. AJ Styles over Daniels to retain the X Division Championship February of 2005 against all odds 2 to 1. AJ over Daniels to retain the the X Division Championship Bound for Glory 2005 1 to nothing. Kurt Angle defeated Samoa Joe in a 30 minute Iron Man match, final resolution, 2007, three to two, to become the new number one, con- excuse me, number one contender for the NWA World Heavyweight Title. So we've seen 12 of these. These will number. This is technically number 13, but this, excuse me, this is the fifth one-hour Iron Man match in the history of professional wrestling, and our first one-hour match in five and a half years since Benoit defeated Triple H as Cena. Is headed down to the ring. Hang on a sec. Yeah. My question, my question is, like, we've seen Cena go the hour. We've seen him do it. Do you think that Orton will drag this match down by any stretch of the imagination? I don't. No, no neither do I. I think Orton is going to do fantastic. I think he's in great shape. Uh, he doesn't get blown up very easily. I think Orton is going to is going to really. Do a great job in this match. I think he might even carry Cena to, to a lot of good I think, stuff. I think Orton's the best in the business at the moment, to be honest. In terms I agree. Of performance. Yeah. Depends. It depends on your viewpoint, too, because Orton could be in the best of the business when it comes to promo cutting and all this other stuff. And, you know, working in the ring and actually all his motion. But when it comes down to other intangibles and other things like that, other people would say, oh, Cena's a better seller. Cena can actually work a match. Cena can carry a match. This, that, and the third. It depends on viewpoint. This, you know, like it, uh, he's, a better, seller. Like, he's a better seller until he uh, until the jeans rip and the shirt rips off, and he's the Incredible Hulk, and he jumps up and puts the FU on like it was like he hadn't been touched for twenty minutes. Well, exactly. Well, you then know, again, <laughs> but then again, you know what? Don't act, don't act like nobody else has ever done it before, because I've seen people oh, no, do no, something no, like no, that no, before. Oh, yeah. Woo! Yeah, Hulk Hogan was notorious for it. I'm not taking the beans that Cena does. Well, you have a point. You really do have a point. I mean, Hogan really took a beating like that before. Well, bottom line, guys, 
my prediction in this, I, I say Orton goes over. I see no other way around it. I think yeah. that John Cena would fit much, uh, much more realistically better on the SmackDown well, brand. I mean, there's so many fresh matchups that we could see. You know, Orton right now is the top dog on Raw. I think it would be a great end to the rivalry to, ha- to, to send John Cena, his biggest rival, packing. I think that's, that's the story oh, yeah. they should go with. Oh, on, top of that, on top of that, for one of Edge, too. One up Edge because Edge tried that Unforgiven 2006, was it? Yep. And yes. and lost by getting sent through two tables off the top of the ladder. And forget about if you will, guys, for a second about past scenarios and past Iron Man matches and and who did what to whom. Yeah. These guys, in all of the different matches that they have had, what this rivalry now needs is what we are being fed at this very moment. And through the Iron Man match, this, in fact, will be the blow-off match in the long feud and rivalry that has been Orton and Cena. And I see no other way than to have John Cena put over Randy Orton. Orton retains, and Cena moves along to the SmackDown brand. And I, I really think he'll flourish over there. There's many rivalries that... Uh, that would be good for John Cena and good for the SmackDown brand as well. Because look at it this. Because also look at it this way. You know what? I see Cena coming to raise rescue somewhere along the line. I'm sorry. I see Cena uh-huh. with feud happening all over again. You know what? You're I so mean, be you know, my friend. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> that was great. You're so be my friend. Like no, no, that, no. That, that, could, that could catch on. Like it wasn't my fault. There you go. Well, you know, it, 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 was, it was teased a while back when they did the uh, what was the, la- the the draft where Rey Mysterio yeah. got drafted to SmackDown because John Cena was like, uh, I guess he got drafted to Raw, and Cena was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to to wrestling you and all this and that. And the same night, he got drafted back to SmackDown. Do you guys remember Wait. that? When that? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's a rivalry there that they could really play up. Uh, Personally, I'd like to see Taker and Cena, WrestleMania. Yeah, hey, that's everybody. That's everybody and their mother. Everybody and their mother want to see that. I'm sorry, I, but I, I want to see, see it. But I do too. I want to see the Undertaker beat John Cena. Yeah, well, I mean, and then retire. retire. Yeah, he should go. He should go untouched. He should. If, he should keep if, his. his if, no, he if, should go untouched. But I don't think. No, I don't think that the finish should be clean. Or I don't think it should be a clean finish. What, I can see Taker. No, depending on how they want to book Cena after, they want to book Cena as his heel yeah, that doesn't we, give a shit anymore. Losing to Taker at WrestleMania is not going to hurt you at all. No, not at all. No, it depends on how they. If Cena loses clean, you know what doesn't affect him. But now, if he loses by DQ, then you know you have a dynamic you can set up. I, and I, you I can love be like, better being Taker's always run one clean at WrestleMania, so I don't. Because it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was never pinned by the Undertaker at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah, word life. Come on. <laughs> word life. You see that? <laughs> I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> you see that? <laughs> you know what, though, guys? If, if there is one person on the roster that could feasibly attain a victory over the Undertaker at WrestleMania, it would be John Cena, because. You know, he's got the push from I hell. I yeah. Teddy. Teddy DiBiase. I'm sorry. Smoosh like, bunch in the chat room. I want to see oh, Lawler versus no, I Cena. I think we're heading to uh, Teddy DiBiase and Randy Orton at WrestleMania, the way things look. Oh, no. Give it one more year. What I'm saying for Teddy DiBiase, give it another year. Go to 27 and do that. Bring it full circle. Because if you bring it full circle, Ted DiBiase Sr. brought him in. 
Have you guys seen Did you hear those people on Monday night? Yo, the pop was crazy. begging for him to do it. For those of you who might just be tuning into the show. Kick his ass. For those of you who might be tuning into the show. We've got C.J. Bowman and Tenacious Snake on the phone line right now, on the Skype line. Talking you're a little... Right, your royalty right checks, gentlemen, will be in the mail shortly from Internet Dave. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> He's going to scrape together the pennies from his pocket. Probably be some lint popped in with those pennies. Oh, no, not again. What? Oh, no, he goes for that oh, gift. First fall. Wow, that was gay. First fall. Quick Randy submission for, for, for John Whoa, Cena. Orton just tapped out for shits and giggles. I'm sorry. Bullshit. He cut out for shits and giggles. I'm sorry, because yeah, yeah, like, no, that was no, not no, a lot of no, no, Alright, guys, we got anything like, else? Anything uh, else? Anything else you want to talk about, real quick? Uh, hmm. That depends. Because this seems like this seems like the conversation of the hour, this match. Yeah, we got, we got, a, whole, we got a whole hour. Um, if, if Cena wins and you want to hear her furniture being destroyed, just keep me on the line. <laughs> I'm going to have to call you back oh, no. for that one. If Cena wins, I'm like, I'm taking my game, my SmackDown versus Raw, and I'm breaking it in half. Don't do that. That's a good oh, game. No, 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 no. That's a gem. You can't do that. Oh, no. That's 2010, 2007. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do it. Do it. Do it. Anybody who's played the uh, the Creative Wrestler Story season mode on the 2000. I love it. Santino. I love it. Santino is fucking killing me. I'm like the greatest intercontinental He's so good, man. And then he, makes it, he even breaks the fourth wall in it as well. Yes! He's like, you're with some loser who's making a video game. Yeah, so good making a video game. Great point. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? They, they, the storyline pissed me off. I'm sorry. Like, they just gave me flashbacks of that year. I was like, I didn't need that. You know what? THQ did a, did a real good job this year with uh, with SmackDown um, vs. Raw 2010. Yeah. The, the best yeah, wrestling game, was, period. No, but then again, look at it this way. I mean, it would have been even better if they stayed with Aki from back when the N64 days because that was a great developer and that engine was perfect for what the game had to do. The only thing that's annoyed me about this game is the fact that, I mean, I'm not, I'm not fussed about not being able to edit Red because that's not the point when you download them, but not being able to change their entrance themes is a bit annoying. Hey, CJ. CJ, from the chat, Scotty Poindexter says you can turn that... Uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 disc into a coaster or a weed plate. Ooh. Ideas. A weed plate? Well, actually, I, I don't smoke weed anymore, but uh, I can use it as a coaster. Yeah, I'll be clean for a long time, too. How long? It's okay. Uh, I, there's no wellness test well. for you guys. It's okay. <laughs> About 10 you know, I, I, I've only been clean. I've only been clean for maybe, say, I don't know, three months. Since noon? <laughs> Since noon. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've been I think I've been clean for about nine years. Really, very good, very good. Just for today, brother. Yeah. <laughs> good. Well, I'm, well, I'm half you. drunk, so am I. I'm still drinking beer. Well, that's okay. You gotta have something, you know. Beer is manly. Be manly. Drink a beer. Not a Bud Light either. Already then. Oh, with, with everything I've seen in the last month, all I drink now is light beer. There you go. Uh, so it looks like we're, we're still down to one fall, although it's very confusing on this little graphic they have up. It almost looks one-to-one, but it is one-to-zero. It's one-zero, yeah. Actually, no. actually I, would just, I would just like to say publicly to everybody who said stuff to me before as well, thanks for everyone that's, like, asked me how my dad is. 
Because um, I know some people have like said, said get well and things like that, and uh, he's doing quite well. He's uh, he started getting a few pains lately, but um, it's, it's doing a lot better than most people thought he would be. Well, you know, I haven't asked you in a while, but I was going to ask you how, how your dad was doing, so I'm glad to hear that. Um, he just lost a lot of weight, though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, that happens though with uh, with yeah. the surgery. So. Uh, I need to lose some weight. Can you give me the name of that doctor? <laughs> no, you need to be looked taken out first shot. <laughs> okay, well, I need to gain weight. I'm sorry. I'm a skinny little man. <laughs> I tell you, I'm, I'm, a, already I'm, a, I'm a chunker, but nowhere near as a chunker as H.P. Snake was. Oh, oh, oh snap. Well, we'd like to take uh, Double J this opportunity for oh, taking our two phone callers to, uh, for calling in to Sunday Night Showdown at this time. Yeah, guys, thanks for calling in. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later, okay? Okay. All right, no problem. All right, guys, take care. Anytime. Care. See you later. All right, later. That was C.J. Bowman and Tenacious Snake. Outstanding. Very good, very <laughs> good calls fun. from those yeah, guys. Yeah, All right, well, let's uh, talk about exactly what we saw. Just under four minutes into the contest, Cena got uh, Orton into a crippler crossface, and just like a lot of guys in the uh, chat room, Shark have been saying, very smart for Orton to immediately give it up and not take any of that additional punishment. Well, sure. Uh, you know, very smart, and I thought it was very suspicious that he tapped so quickly. But on the other side of that coin, the logic is, why subject yourself to the pain? As, RKO. Uh, as he hits Cena with the RKO for the three count, and we're tied up at 1-1. Cena was uh, going for the you can't see me, and he couldn't see himself being caught in the RKO, and he was, and we're in the uh, second 30-second break. That's what happens when you're a braggart, see? See? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, okay, now here's the thing. My question to you guys is, have they changed the rules of this? Because they were talking about they could use chairs, they could use everything. So DQs are out in this match? Anything yes, goes. anything goes, and it is no DQ. They haven't gone the hardcore route so far as we're just about ready in three seconds to see the action recommence. His referee, Mike Yoda, says, get at it. And Cena's still uh, favoring the back of his neck, this time on the outside of the ring, on the ring apron, trying to get himself pulled up. And here comes Randy Orton. Oh, my goodness. He shucks shucks Cena right off the ring apron, and Cena catches his elbow on the ring barrier. Very nice. So far, this has been a very good match, very evenly paced. And his bad um, chemistry, and we were referring to earlier in uh, the series of matches that Triple H had with Randy Orton, as, as little chemistry, strangely enough, as the two of them had, the chemistry and the flow to the matches between Orton and Cena is absolutely spectacular, for sure. No, absolutely, uh as John Cena and Randy Orton have made their way over to the ring steps, it looks like Orton might be going for a DDT. Well, they were going for the ring steps. Now they're going for the announce table. Yep. We've passed the 10-minute mark here. Uh, Cena and Orton tied one-to-one. For those of you just joining us, we'll tell you what you've missed here on uh, Bragging Rights 2009. The first match was uh, The Miz defeating John Morrison in the Intercontinental versus United States Championship bragging rights contest then the Smackdown Divas defeated the Raw Divas to tie the contest at one to one as as, a, as we event- as we learned off the top of the show a trophy was at stake so that tied it at one one then we saw the Undertaker 
win the four-way SmackDown World Heavyweight Championship match as Batista turned heel on Rey Mysterio. As we go for a pin and we get nothing after a shot from the uh, television screen on the floor by Randy Orton. I think that should have been a pinfall, sorry. With a TV monitor to the head. Yeah, how do you kick out of that? You can kick out. You don't kick out of the RKO, oh. but you, you, yeah. you kick out of the shot to the head with a no, 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 no. no. Believable. You have to make this believable. Well, that's why a lot of people have complained that John Cena matches just aren't just are not that realistic. As Orton's going for a microphone here. And uh, Justin Hawk Roberts uh, just handed <laughs> handed the, the live mic to Randy Orton. Bang. If he pins him after this, I'm riding. Come you like on. That? Justin Hawk Roberts. Come on. <laughs> he hits him with the microphone. If he yeah, pins him here. Yeah. The live mic. No, no pinch. Yeah. What's oh. fixing to say? And Unbelievable. In the match that decided the bragging rights trophy, Team SmackDown defeated Team Raw as obviously the big show didn't want anyone attacking his partner, Chris Jericho, who who really entered the match right at the last minute. So Team SmackDown wins the trophy, is the first ever bragging rights champions. Once again, Chris Jericho, Kane, Matt Hardy, R-Truth, Finley, and the Hart Dynasty, who I thought looked good. They got some good offense in against Shawn Michaels and Jack Swagger, and they uh, they sold very, very well, too, uh, versus Triple H, Shawn Michaels. What big the hell's sh- going on here? Big Show, Cody Rose, Jack you- Swagger, Kofi Kingston, and Mark Henry. You got somebody from the uh, uh, training staff of World Wrestling Entertainment just all of a sudden bang come out. Uh, at ringside and try to uh, help John Cena. I don't know what what exactly this uh, this medic is going to do, but he's getting his plastic gloves on. I don't know whether he's going to uh, give uh, Cena a rectal exam at ringside, but I don't know what this is about. Well, I wouldn't think that he would be tending to Cena since this is a one-hour match. Well, look, at Cena's busted open, and apparently from that... Uh, Monitor shot. That was the mic. Or the mic Believe shot. Believe it or okay. not, the microphone. The microphone busted him open, yes. but the corner, the sharp, sharp metal corner of the monitor sitting in front of Michael Cole didn't bust him open. As uh, Randy Orton reverses and Irish whips John Cena into the aluminum ring steps. Well, and, and just a theory, but maybe the, the mic sock... The, the fuzzy mic sock on the end <laughs> was gimmicked up with a blade, and when he smashed... Cena, that got some color. Orton goes for the pin, but Cena kicks out miraculously. There must be a flicker of sunlight shining through the arena tonight. Well, and the the flickering is flickering right all over John Cena's head. And, uh, you know, Dave, I just saw Mario Lemieux and, and Sidney Crosby in the crowd oh, really? in the Mellon Center tonight. Yeah, <laughs> well, that'd be cool. Well, the hockey players are really down with wrestling. They love wrestling. Well, Sidney Crosby still lives with uh, Mario even after two or three years of being on the roster. That, that, is that such sounded a sick. Stomp. Yeah, right on the aluminum steps. That's a pin. No, come on, that's a pin. But I mean, I don't mind the whole thirty seconds between falls. No, it's I fine. I mean, as good as the, yeah, as good as the other Iron Man matches were that didn't have them. It's a great thing. I mean, no, it's better. It's better. At, yeah. And right off the top of the match, the key to this this contest is is pure cardio. I imagine these guys have been doing nothing but just being in the gym, doing cardio for the last two weeks, and maybe training 30, 40, 50 minute matches just so that they'd be ready. Of course, the first ten minutes was pretty slow and methodical. These last ten minutes have been a little bit more hardcore. We'll have to see what the uh, the third ten minute segment gives us. But obviously, these guys are gonna be slow and then fast and then and varied up so that it's 
it's a different, there's no set pattern for the 60 minutes. Well, and obviously right now, this is where Randy overtake, Randy Orton takes over. And, you know, I, I really am waiting with uh, much anticipation as to how the turnaround spot might go because you can't imagine, Double J, that for the next 44 minutes and 35 seconds that Randy Orton would be beating mercifully upon John Cena. Now, uh, looks like Randy Orton is setting up for another RKO. He's got that that stalking viper-like motion. It's gotta, exactly like he like the character looks in uh, in the Raw versus SmackDown series. Yes, Dave. It was all like they did mocap for it. So everything you see is everything you get. John Cena back up and delivers a shoulder block to Randy Orton. Did you say that they they did mocap? Yeah, motion capture. Oh, I see. Mocap. I thought that was a new drink at Starbucks. Yeah, everybody no, wearing no. the uh, the no. the suits with all the little dots on on the on so, the outside. So the hot comeback. Wow! All of a sudden happens in 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 five seconds, eh? Hot hey, welcome comeback. to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? It is the future. <laughs> WVCW Tag Team Champion, Mr. Evan O'Brien. How are you guys doing tonight? We're good, Evan. How about yourself? V? I'm pretty good now, all things considered. Is this, just a minute, is it the Evan O'Brien? It is. Wow, on this very show. Or it's an RKO as he, as he put his <clears throat> arm underneath the throat of John Cena. Cena threw him over for the uh, DVD. Double pin. Double pin by Mike Chioda, nice. So now it's 2-2 instead of 1-1. That's an interesting way to go about that. And, and what the hell is it? Here we are again with the <laughs> WWE medics attending to the wrestlers on the 30-second breaks. I guess this is kind of like the whole boxing scenario. Oh, absolutely. So what's on your mind tonight, Evan? Um, I really do not think that this whole Iron Man match is as clear-cut as you guys think. Because of USA Network. I, don't, I really do not think they would let John Cena off all. You don't think so? No, I really don't think so, no. Because he, he has been the mainstay of Raw for so long. It's like um, taking the foundation away from your house. He, uh, he, I think, is the foundation of what he, Raw's ratings has built on for the past few years. You know what? To a degree, I, I would agree with you on that. I mean, he's been with, uh, he's been with Raw since 2005. He was the first draft pick of the, of the 2005 draft. But you look at it. I mean, going back to SmackDown is refreshing for him. If Triple H can do it and go for a year, I don't see why John Cena can't. And I think it's high time SmackDown had a change in their roster. And let's face it, with the fact that Jeff Hardy is gone and he was you know, presumably the biggest babyface in the company, I think moving John Cena over to SmackDown and having him feud with uh, the likes of The Undertaker and Batista and even CM Punk would be a brilliant move uh, for the SmackDown brand. Especially at this point... Uh, in, in their maturation of their own careers on SmackDown, certainly it would be a money rivalry between Cena and CM Punk or Cena and and uh, Batista. But you really got to think Batista is going to go off into a feud with uh, Rey Mysterio. So a Cena Punk's uh, rivalry, guys, would be uh, definitely off the hook. And you know, just to, what you said earlier, as far as USA Network, uh, you make a very valid point. But here's where I think they're going with that. It's a good possibility that the USA Network could pick up SmackDown and John Cena would still be a ratings giant for them on the SmackDown brand. Absolutely, and uh, good theory behind that, uh, uh, Double J, and, and because it's been widely stated 
by USA Network how much of a selling brand for WWE they are on the USA Network. They, US, the powers to be at USA Network love John Cena. Of course they do. As John Cena just delivers an attitude adjustment from the top, goes for the pin. And so John Cena is one up. We've got three to two. But um, would would you would uh, Vince McMahon want uh, two of his top shows on the same network? That's what that's what I want to know. I don't see why not. I mean, honestly, anything would be better than my network because all that is is a is a rerun show. We've got Legacy wow. right now. Uh, beating the living shit out of John Cena during this 30-second rest period. And once again, it is no DQ, so referee Mike Chioda unable to do absolutely anything about it. I mean, you got to understand, I think the WWE is frustrated. Uh, when they went to My Network TV, there was a lot of promises there. There was a lot of uh, potential. And they've since they've debuted on that network, they've taken that network and just made it nothing but rerun shows. WWE is the only live programming that they have, the only new programming that they have. So... Uh, with them shopping for a new deal, I think having John Cena on your roster is a huge selling point. Well, um, there's also a problem with, uh, I think, TNA is, because a lot, I think a lot of people view TNA Impact as like Spike TV's wrestling show. They don't view TNA as an actual company. But when you look at WWE, you think that WWE is an actual company because they have so many different shows and so many different networks. I would agree with that. I think that TNA is not viewed uh, as a worldwide company. Even... Even we just saw it at Bound for Glory. Orton just tied it up, and now here comes Kofi Kingston with the chair to get rid of Legacy. We're tied 3-3, three to three, just past the 20-minute mark, here on another 30-second break. As I was saying, I don't think that... Um, what was I saying, Dave? You just totally interrupted my train of thought. That TNA's not a worldwide company. Looking, going back to Bound for Glory, when they were in, what, Los Angeles... I mean, half the crowd didn't know who the fuck they were. I mean, that's, that's how bad TNA is. I mean, sure, they're well-known in the South, you know, in the Tennessee area. But when they go to these, these other markets like Los Angeles, like Chicago, I mean, Chicago they draw fairly decent. But going out to the West Coast, I mean, people just don't know anything about TNA. And you really noticed, I'm sure, that during the Bound for Glory pay-per-view, that there was a lot of times during the pay-per-view where the crowd was dead silent. Because they really, honestly, didn't know who was in the ring. They, they had never seen these guys before. Well, they knew who Samoa Joe was yeah. because he's from there. Yes. And they probably knew who Bobby Lashley was yeah. because he used to wrestle there yep. with the WWE. Yep. But it was, it was kind of pathetic. I mean, it was kind of bad for their, uh, for their biggest show of the year. And, uh, you know, we, we really haven't made reference to it so far. It's been uh, uh, over-the-top action so far in the WWE bragging rights pay-per-view here on Sunday Night Showdown across the WrestleView Radio Network. But the whole TNA um, locker room has been turned upside down. There's a lot of people leaving. There's some people coming in. And you know what? I, for one, have welcomed it for a long time, and I'm really happy that we've had a, a changing of the guard, if you will, Dave, in the uh, uh, Total Nonstop Action dressing room. And I, I think that we're on the verge of seeing it as well in WWE. Well, the whole last year has been, what is the main event mafia going to do on a certain pay-per-view? I mean, we had been speculating for the last three to four to five shows that this was going to be either the night where the main event mafia took all the belts and dominated everything, or th that they finally lost everything and then finally imploded. Obviously, it looks like Bound for Glory may have been that show. The funny thing about 
excuse me, the results of the main event mafia was they'd never have a night where two of them won and two of them lost. Or one of them won and one of them lost. Either they all won or they all lost. Yep. And it really kind of disjointed everything because it was basically TNA went as the main event mafia went. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not as, as sold on this Kurt Angle uh, face issue as, as, as they might be. But uh, live you on, may not on, be, on, but it's happening. Well, <laughs> to me, it's gonna, to, to me, it's gonna take a couple of more weeks. But just the, the whole idea that I mean, even Scott Steiner was like, hey, I. I I was just in the main event mafia dressing room. I'm wearing the main event mafia gear. To me, nothing's changed. Although at the same time, I think the key was when Samoa Joe and and uh, Kevin Nash came out to to wrestle as a team, and they didn't come out to the main event mafia music. Not that it's a big deal if if the mafia's here or not, but I think they were too much of a focus of the overall direction of the storyline. Hey Evan, since I have you on the line, uh, there's a question I wanted to ask you. I mean. Going into our next pay-per-view uh, Survivor Series for the E-Fed, uh, there will be a match between, well, a tag team match. Yourself and Patrick <laughs> Hooligan will be taking on uh, Flair 16-time and Shin Sensei. Now, one of the things that I'm going to announce on Tuesday, and I'll go ahead and preview this with you now, uh, we're going to have an interesting little setup with your match. Uh, it's going to be very Cyber Sunday-ish, if you will. Uh, we're going to have an Jeez. option... We're going to have an option where you can choose the match type that yeah. the four of you will be involved in, whether it's going to be a tables match, whether it's going to be a tag team ladder match, whether it's going to be a steel cage match. Ta- tag team dog collar match, maybe? Well, that's not in the game. All right, all right. But, you know, we're going to have that. It's going to be an interactive type thing where two weeks leading up to the event, I'm going to have all the results and whoever picks the right, I mean, obviously the percentage, whoever picks what match, we're going to go ahead with that. you have any thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I would. I'm just watching the match. Um, I I would like that though. Um, I I'd be for the tag team ladder match myself, but so whatever the other guys want to do, I'm fine with that. You know. Oh, sounds good. Uh, Randy Orton has just scored another fall. He just threw John Cena through uh, some of the stage pyro. I'm assuming. Well, well, first thing, Double J, he bounced his head off the pyro controller, which I thought was absolutely hilarious because actually you could physically see one of the sliders go all the way to the top, and boom, there was an explosion of pyro, and I think it caught uh, all three of uh, Orton, Cena, and referee Mike Kyoto off guard, especially Kyoto looked like he was going to drop dead from a fucking coronary. <laughs> did you see how far he jumped? He yeah. had no idea that that was going to happen. That was hilarious. I don't think and, anybody did. And for our listening audience out there, uh, that was Internet Dave having a bit of a coronary himself while laughing at uh, Mike Kyoto getting frightened out of his ass. Well, Evan, you got anything else? Um, I have two other things. JJ, uh, um the only new SmackDown vs. Raw game, can you recreate uh, Vince McMahon and uh, Limo Explosion? I'm sorry, can you do what with Vince McMahon? Uh, can you recreate the Vince McMahon uh, Limo Explosion? Um, I haven't. <laughs> no, I, I don't think you can. You can. There is a car explosion, but not the Limo Explosion. Yeah, but uh, I was thinking if you were ever going to get future endeavor anyone, um, you could um, make them victim to an IRA oh, car bomb. no. I like that idea, though. I like that. I could probably edit something like that, that would be and make funny. it happen. That'd be funny. Uh, did you see the look on Orton's face? It was like a kid at a video arcade going, "Oh, look at all the buttons. Bang! <laughs> this is just showing how sadistic Randy Orton can be because he's going to plant Cena right on one of the openings where this pyro is going to come out, run back and hit the button, and 
and yeah. make John Cena explode Dave, via pyro? For the first time tonight, Internet Dave is right. <laughs> what the hell is... What's going on? If we didn't think he was sadistic enough, he's going to beat up the pyro guy, yeah, but... Well, the pyro guy said, get the hell away from here and leave all these buttons alone. Wow. So, was there something else you wanted to talk about, Evan? Sorry about that, Evan. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, um... Just, I, if John Cena was to leave Raw, I really don't think it'd be on such a song and all like this, and with the USA Network and all that. So, I, I really do not think he's losing tonight. And I'll leave, it's leave like it Russian roulette of buttons. <laughs> he, got, he got pissed off that he didn't push the right button that did anything, so he said, fuck it, I'm going to push all the buttons. And, that is funny. And Cena rolled away at the last second. Well, Evan, thanks for calling in, my friend. <laughs> Dave, All right, Evan, we'll talk to you later. See you, Evan. Thanks a lot for calling yeah. in, bro. Bye. And, and by the way, anybody, that, I mean, we've got lots of time left on the broadcast tonight here on uh, our Sunday Night Showdown across the WrestleView Radio Network. Um, about 31, and 31 minutes and 45 seconds left in the Iron Man match. It's currently uh, Orton 4, Cena 3. And uh, you know what? I really didn't think there was any way, shape, or form Double J and Internet Dave that that uh, Orton and Cena and that sounds way better. Orton and Cena um, could actually have a better match than they did the last time. But you know what? This single-handedly has been Orton and Cena's best match by far. I think you know, we have another caller. From an entertaining standpoint, it has. Uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. I think I know who the fuck this is. It's uh, Crelly Kelly's boyfriend. <laughs> under Crelly? What? Man, yes, this it's match. Under Crelly. It's under Crelly. Yeah. Take her Crelly. And this match has been awesome. What's going on tonight, Krells? Um Well, I spent the last like 24 hours playing SVR nonstop. Well, I know you had a lot of butt hurt on Tuesday. <laughs> when everybody, me? Everybody else what the, the fuck did you just say? I said Crelly had a lot of butt hurt. Oh. Okay, well, I don't need a clarification on that. He got height and raped when he was in the UK because <laughs> the game didn't technically come out <laughs> until the 23rd. <laughs> right, and, and he had it. 20th. And he had it. Well, on the 23rd when right. it came out, he got right, right. it. Right, right. Well, I, I actually got Jesus. I actually got it on the 22nd. I used my sources to get a, a day early. He used your so sources, all your influence. Yeah, with his hide. Well, there was some postal strike, so I, I had okay. to go around other means to get it. And I'm happy now. I spent like, the last three days playing it non-stop. But uh, now I want them to put in a thing where you can blow up John Cena. <laughs> that looks pretty fun. He wants to put his thing in John Cena. Did you no, that? that's not what he said. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Fucking perv. What, you know, I, I need to have some sort of uh, substantiated ev evidence on behalf of Crowley. The widespread... Widespread internet speculation, Crelly, has been that you have been seeing Kelly Kelly lately. Is that is that true? Yes, it is. <laughs> In his mind, <laughs> when the lights turn out and he goes to bed, <laughs> Kelly Kelly and Crelly Crelly. As we're past the halfway uh, mark I, here. Well, only now is Lacey Von Eric, and then my day is complete. I mean, I mean Lacey I Von Eric, <laughs> Lacey and Kelly and Crelly. Wow, that sounds like a uh, menage a trois from hell. Yeah, something like that. So, honestly, Crelly... Look the elephants in here. <laughs> honestly, Crelly, um, as far as the game is concerned, 
I have spent a lot of time the last couple of days being sick, just kind of making some of you guys back uh, on this game. I actually made Santa Loco yesterday and hmm. put him in uh, put him in his attire, but I also gave him an alternate attire where he's got a, a suit. So he's got the luchador mask and he's got like a a silver or or white type looking suit, which I'll probably Won't use for. I'll use it for, like, promo purposes, you know. You remember when Silver King on WCW Thunder came out in a silver suit? I do. It's kind of like that? It's exactly like that, Nice, yes. nice. I look forward to seeing that. Yeah. I've, seen, I've seen a few glitches with the game. Like, um, sometimes in the Rumble, your clay wrestler your will just disappear. His whole torso will disappear, so it'll be a head and a bunch of legs walking around the ring. Um, and the... It w- what glitch is this? Because I haven't seen this one yet. Basically, like in a, in a match, as many in a rumble, your your guy's torso will just disappear. It, it'd be a head and legs walking around, <laughs> and your body flicked in and out. In a rumble match, I've yet to see that, and I played several. And also, must be a PS3 also, um, thing. It might be, but I did see a glitch on an Xbox. Um, the crowd actually glitched into the ring. The the crowd were actually in the ring. For about ten seconds, and it's like flicking back and forth. Huh, I haven't seen Going that either. Forward. Well, you're not smoking the same marijuana as Crowley, so I guess not. maybe that's the problem. Oh, shit, I, I need to be. I mean, I might be thinking I'm dating Kelly Kelly and all this other shit. So I don't know. But there, I, I saw a glitch because I was playing about ten, ten minutes ago. Um, on the HBK Road to Mania, you're meant to face someone at um, No Way Out pay per view, but you come out to the arena and the arena is actually raw. And he goes, welcome to No Way Out, despite it being the Raw Arena. Believe it or not, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, Randy Orton just lost a pinfall. John Cena rolled him up in an inside cradle. The score is now back to 4-4 four and four, as Orton is livid on the outside of the ring. Uh, no, I, I've found Wait. some glitches, but not the ones you're talking of. I've, I've wrestled uh, several Royal Rumbles, and it always pisses me off because I'll start off as number one because I'm trying to get that damn achievement. And there is a... It, it, no matter oh, way, no matter how many times I try to play it, there's been three or four when I've gone through and I've got to about 15 people, and I'll be trying to eliminate somebody, and somebody will run in and eliminate me, eliminating the other person. So I'm not really sure how I that found, works because I have I've yet I to figure to, out how that works. I found a glitch kind of um, if you stand on on the top turnbuckle, the AI ignores you. It just it, it just ignores you the whole match. Really, I might try that. And I, it's a cheap ass, yeah, easy I, way. I, you know what? I, I could yeah. see you in the Royal Rumble this year because we are going to have a 30-man battle royal for the E-Fed uh, come January for our Royale Rumble. And uh, I, I could honestly see Crelly just standing on the on the thing the whole match. It will be and a sim match, I, but I, I could see it. And what do you do? You, you, you stay on the top, top, top of taunting. You get up your finisher. You jump down. You chuck one out. And then you come to the rope and start chanting again. And the AI ignores you for much time, so. Do you have any idea what you just said? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Mud, uh, what happened to our Ethan match? You, you called me out, I, I answered, and then you found oh me chickening chicken out. Oh, I don't want to hear this. There was no chickening out. We were waiting for the uh, new version of uh, Raw vs. SmackDown 2010 to come out, and then we were going to go to the uh, powers that be at the uh, E-Fed and try to make a match between Corelli and the Shark. Don't, don't get your, uh, your underwear in a knock there, Corelli. There'll be, there'll be a, a fine day when you can show the Shark that, in fact, you can hang with the big boys. 
I will only hang. I will kick your ass, man. I will make you humble. I will show you that that England is superior to any country. So Randy Orton has scored another pinfall over John Cena via the DDT from the ring apron to the outside. And it's five four. The score is currently uh, five to four. I think we might see a, might see a draw and it go to sudden yep. death. Oh. That's a possibility. A good one, too. Ah, the Shawn Michaels-Bret Hart scenario. Hence the 61 minutes and 52 seconds that, in fact, it went. And I think that if that does, in fact, happen, we're going to see Ted and Cody come out and really cost Cena that match. Or we could actually have Ted to come back out and, and accidentally cost Orton, thus causing a big wedge between the faction. It's possible. That's a, that's a good theory. You got anything else you want to talk about, Crelly? No, not really. <laughs> All right, man. Well, you enjoy the rest of the show. Thanks for calling in, and we'll talk to you later, my friend. Stay in training, Crelly. You're going to need it, brother. <laughs> okay, type man. Slow. Peace. <laughs> All right. You know, and some were speculating during Crelly's brief appearance here on Sunday Night Showdown across the WrestleView Radio Network that, in fact, tonight, like some other times, Double J, that Crelly on this very show was under the influence. Did you see the chat room while he was on? I did. <laughs> Purely speculation. We have no substantiated evidence on that, but uh, very interesting. Well, guys, uh, five to four right now for Randy Orton as we're just uh, 23 and change right now at this point, so that would mean that the match would end about 46 past the hour, so if they were going to do any sort of overtime, it would have to be very, very quick overtime. But just some uh, chat in the chat room, how appropriate. As uh, Orton goes for the uh, the Garvin stomp at this what point. What the fuck, Dave? About the fact that uh, chat in the chat room. He that was, there was. That's what he's, he's he's analyzing the chat in the chat room. Continue, Dave. Go ahead. Discussion about the the first ever one hour Iron Man match between Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, and that it wasn't a sixty minute spot fest. That there was a lot of downtime in that one too. But like I said, I mean, if you can expect anybody to go sixty minutes. They have to have some sort of rest or some sort of slower moment. They can't go... Or Cialis or Viagra. <clears throat> go ahead. They can't go full throttle for 60 minutes. I, I enjoyed that match very much. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm, Hart Michaels? Yeah, I haven't watched it in about two or three years, but right. I, I did enjoy it. You know what my favorite part was? When Shawn Michaels went for the super kick and he nailed the fucking timekeeper. <laughs> and, like, just fucking nailed him. He like, did. literally. He did. He did. He fucking knocked that motherfucker out. And if you want to compare the, the Hart-Michaels-Iron Man match to this, you know what? This is right up there. These guys have, have really pulled out all the stops. And you know what? We don't talk much on this show about what we talk some, a lot on some this other show. shows talk about with respect to their perspectives, Double J and Internet Dave, about the so-called quote-unquote match of the year. But you know what? This will attain some votes. No question. I believe we have somebody uh, on well, the Skype line. It. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome to Sunday Night Showdown. Who's this? This is Clark, JJ, and Mark. What's going on? Hey, I'm just sitting back and enjoying this Iron Man match. Pretty good so far. The best section of the match so far is Orton with... Looked like he's in a candy store trying to blow up Cena there. <laughs> that was really Wasn't good. that funny? He, he was him. getting pissed off because he was pushing buttons and nothing would ha was happening. So he said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm going to push every button. And then John Cena explodes. Oh, I loved it. Made me laugh. Clark, where are you uh, calling from? What part of the country are you calling from? Uh, living in Kansas City now. Kansas City. My, my, my condolences on the Chiefs. 
Uh, I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm, I'm good for you. Originally, <laughs> actually, I came back from uh, the Colts playing out in St. Louis today, so I missed a good portion of the pay per view. Oh, nice. <laughs> and there's only one thing worse than being a Kansas City Chiefs fan right that's now, and that's Rams being a St. Louis Rams fan. My God, <laughs> what was that up to today? And they, they they set an NFL record, I think, for losing 15 straight home games now today. Oh wow! I think so. I, I know they've lost 16 in a row. They've ran the table in the reverse direction. So. Wow. Anyways, well, that's pathetic. <laughs> Well, that, that's what it's like to live in misery. No, yeah. that's Missouri. Misery. Okay. Well, All right. It, Ask Harmony. <laughs> anyway, so Clark, I just wanted to call in and chime in on that section of the Iron Man match. So, so Clark, did you did you drive up to Springfield and help the trade dog move? I didn't. He didn't ask me to. Oh, I, I can't believe you wouldn't just offer that for free. That's a that's a four hour trip south, I believe. Yeah, see, Dave, you got to understand. <laughs> Dave's the only one that Dave, offers Dave, up other no, no, people's no, 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 accommodations. No. It's not even that. We offer up Dave's services. I should have sent Dave to go help Trey move, but I'm sure Trey would have had no part of it. I'm moving soon. Are you going to help me? Twenty minutes to go here. Uh, five four. Yes, or told you. All right, are going to help me. <laughs> I feel a right, young guys. moment happening. Not, I feel like Shark's going to bitch slap you, Dave. It's no, no, I wouldn't do that. At least not when he's expecting it. All right, Clark, buddy. We'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, thank thanks you. for calling in, Clark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Thanks, Clark, Mark, <laughs> Mark, Clark, he, Clark, no, he, and Mark. He, he, he was a he was a Clark. He was a Mark, Mark, and his name was Clark. Anyways, stop uh, the, tooting the your only, own horn. The only thing, toot toot. Um, <laughs> the only thing that uh, I'm having a problem with in this match is the, you know, <laughs> is the fact that. Good God, Hyena, could you not fucking laugh so loud in the fucking microphone? It's the fact that, Double J, have you noticed in this match that whenever John Cena looks like he's dead, can't move, all of a sudden, bang, out of nowhere, big turnaround. They work their way down. down Big hot comeback, I'm talking. Big hot comeback. Comeback? Comeback. That's like combat. Nice. And I'm the one with a sore throat that's having a hard time talking tonight. Wow. I've uh, never been accused of having having a hard time talking. No shit, because you just yeah. don't shut the fuck up. No, you, well, you want me to shut up? I'll shut up. No, I pick the goddamn microphone up. Wow. That, that's going to take a few stitches to close John Cena's head. Okay, it almost appears at this point that because Orton's got the lead, he's just going to run away from Cena for the next 18 and a half minutes and uh, try to avoid getting pinned, kind of playing not to lose rather than to win, Shark, and... Uh, in a lot of sporting events, we see that when you play not to lose, that's exactly what happens. You mean like the Calgary Flames? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyways, you know what? If, in fact, this is John Cena's last match, or, or in fact, if this past Monday was John Cena's last match on Raw, and this, in fact, is the blow-off match between Cena and Orton, I, for one, have really, really enjoyed the rivalry between these two, and it's gotten... Much, much better over the last few months, and this, by far and away, has been their best effort collectively in a match. And many people, leading up to bragging rights, Double J, yourself included, and myself included, and the internet speculation has been that Cena and Orton will not be able to properly fill the one-hour Iron Man time slot. And you know what? In two words, they have. No, absolutely. I never said that they couldn't do it. When this match was announced, I was extremely excited because we haven't seen an Iron Man in years. And I think these two can go as Orton was up for the, uh, for the attitude adjustment, hit the elbow to John Cena and got away and is making his way through the crowd. 
That is, I love, I'm loving this cat and mouse. The story is great. I love the cowardly heel that Orton likes to portray. That's let's the best face kind it, of heel. That yeah. is the best heel. Absolutely. So Orton's running the clock through the, through the crowd. Now I guess they're going to go to the backstage area, which would be great. I was once listening to a conversation between none other than Ric Flair and Bobby the Brain Heenan in the Winnipeg Arena circa about 1974. Wow. And Flair was nothing more than an unknown kid, a jobber for Vern Gagne's AWA. And Bobby Heenan was explaining to Flair, and Bobby Heenan at the time was the manager of the World Tag Team Champions at that point that were being held by none other than Blackjack Alanza and Big, Big Bad Bobby Duncan. And he was explaining to Flair the fact that the best heel was a scared heel. Run like a scared dog, Heenan told Flair. And to this very day, the best heel in WWE is being portrayed by Randy Orton, and he runs like a scared heel. And, and that's why I think is one of the reasons, only one, that, that Orton is such a good heel these days. You know, one of the other guys that was, uh, that was a good heel that really never got his utilization, never got the credit he deserved, was Chris Candido. That was another guy that played a, a great cowardly heel in whatever fed he, you know, he participated in. I mean, we saw him briefly in WWE as, uh, as Skip of the Body Donnas. But, you know, a lot of the stuff he did in Smoky Mountain Wrestling and in ECW, the original ECW, really stands out. And he was just a, a top-notch, solid, cowardly heel. So. And it's funny because you, you mentioned uh, the Body Donnas and, and, of course, uh, Chris Candido. And I heard from a number of people that were at uh, the PWA show here in, in Calgary uh, two weeks ago. Yep. Last week? Last week. Last week. That, in fact, um, Scott Levy, uh, Raven, attributed a lot of his early um, initial formulation of his ideas on how his sick and demented dark side character should be, and then he went on to be Raven, came from the... the the mind of Chris Candido, and I found that to be very interesting, and it's just amazing how many of those um, ex-ECW wrestlers um, stuck together in the dressing room and really helped each other with each other's characters. Well, you know, that was the good thing about the ECW roster. I mean, uh, even before Raven was Raven, he was Johnny Polo in the WWE and had a hand, you know, in booking things backstage. So Raven's always had a good mind for the business. It's a shame he's not being utilized by any company right now. I mean, obviously not with WWE, since he's still trying to sue them. And he has been for years. Him and above-average <laughs> yeah. Mike Sanders. Yeah, and above average, wow. I liked him. I thought above-average was above-average. <laughs> I thought he was so below-average. It was uh, He was a D-minus, and, okay? And come on, I mean, you got to credit above-average Mike Sanders... You got to give him credit because he gave Randy Orton one of his uh, his offensive moves. You know that uh, that backbreaker that yep. above average used to call the 3.0 that Randy Orton uses yep. quite often. Wow! There you go. No. Okay. All right. Well, I think we are being skyped. No, we're not no? being skyped. Okay. All right. Well, don't feel. Or please feel free to call call in. Don't here feel free to call. What do you think? Feel free to call in for no, the no, next. No, we want them to call in. We do. We do for the next uh, thirty minutes or so. Thirteen minutes to go on the clock here. Is or Cena currently has control over the Randy Orton? As we are currently not taking any commercial breaks. 
No. <laughs> we are what? staying with this match Stay in with the entirety. Action. That's right. This, this and the Royal Rumble, these it's are a the good two, it's a good two thing segments we, didn't, we don't take breaks on. It's, it's a good thing we didn't eat on the broadcast tonight. There would have been no time. There would have been no, no time. No, that's right. Zero. And, and, and looking around the studio right now, we can all three of us afford to be on a diet. <laughs> well, thank you for that. No thank problem. You. No I, problem. I, I, mean, think, I think I have lost a couple pounds this week. Well, this week, yeah, yeah. I like the idea of how Kofi Kingston got involved and made sure that Legacy couldn't help Randy Orton with more than just the one decision. Because I mean, realistically, oh. he could have been out there. They could have been out there the entire match. I couldn't agree but, with you more, uh, but I'm really not down with the idea that Kofi Kingston is all of a sudden out of the blue lost his accent. Uh, just looking at the chat room, Scotty Poindexter asks, "Who gave Randy Orton the RKO, Johnny Ace or Diamond Dallas Page?" I'm going to answer this for you because I know the answer. I know the answer because I interviewed Diamond Dallas Page back in 2003 when I was one of the co-hosts of The Voice of Wrestling, and I asked him that very question. What did he think about Randy Orton using the diamond cutter as his finish? And? And he said, I love it. I'm the one that gave it to him. He took credit so for that, did he? There you go. He took yeah. credit for it. So, When, in fact, that's the case or not, I guess only really... Randy Orton knows for sure. But from the mouth of Diamond Dallas right. Page to me, yep. that's what he said, so that's what we're going with. And, and Page has had a history of, uh, of being genuine in, in his uh, uh, you know, verbalizations of his time within the industry. So you can take that uh, for what it was. And, and in fact, we'll go with it on this very show that, in fact, DDP gave Randy Orton the diamond cutter now known as the RKO. As John Cena picks up the aluminum steps and he's going to waffle... Orton with it, and he takes it right in the head. I don't remember the last time Randy Orton attained any color on a broadcast. Well, Can you? are about to see it right now. You think so? As John Cena hulks up and gets ready to uh, possibly slam the still steps back on Randy Orton. Now he's thinking better of it. He should go for the pinfall here. It would have been an easy pinfall for him. And tell me John Cena legitimately could pass a wellness test. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Well, did you guys ever see pictures of him before he joined the yeah, Fed? He yeah. was a bodybuilder. Yeah. He was all veiny and yeah. shit. You're going to tell me he's natural. No. No, okay. not at all. Before he joined... He'll never, uh, he'll never get caught because he's so far up McMahon's ass in that in crowd. Is that that smell in that, there? That's what it okay. is. Okay, all right. He will, just him and Triple H will never get caught for steroids. I guarantee it. Never. This, this never. is him uh, before he joined OVW? He was a bodybuilder? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Yes, that's that's what he did after, and after then, he played uh, football and in, then, in high school. And then... No wonder they called him uh, Prototype in OVW. And here's the thing. How long of a period of time, and I kind of made reference to this in the, in the first half of, of Sunday Night Showdown tonight along the WrestleView Radio Network, how long is it going to be until the FDA does their own unannounced drug testing in WWE? As we see, Double J? John Cena has uh, Randy Orton up for the attitude adjustment, and it looks like he's going to go. He's got the ring steps right in front of uh, JR, or in front no, of uh, Jerry Lawler. He's going to walk up the steps yeah. and throw him through the announce table. I got to think he's going to RKO out of the spot. You think Randy so? Randy Orton has got to. He's got to come. No, come on. He's got to hit the RKO here. Uh, uh, attitude adjustment through the table. Ouch! Right in front of the king. We got nine wow. minutes to go here, and Ort, Orton leading by one. Five Beautiful four. spot. Beautifully done. Uh, two and three, and it's 4-4. Four, four. Five, five. five, five, pardon me. 9-13 to go here. Well, Shark, I, I don't 
I'm not surprised that graphic, you need basically trifocals to read that graphic. Yeah, it's, Listen, it's very small. I've got bifocals, small. and I could have had a hard time seeing it. However, you know, you, you really got to think that the 30-second rest spot right now, wow, as we see the replay of uh, Cena putting Orton right through the uh, retaining wall in front of the uh, timekeeper and bell ringer. Ouch. Wow. Wow, that was that was an awesome spot. And Randy Orton not moving. He's still in the heap of what used to be the announce table as uh, Cena points to his wrist. And it's at zero. The 30-second rest spot is over. He's going for another pin right in front of Jerry Lawler's chair. And he goes. No, Orton he does kicks not out. It. Does not get That was it. a great spot where, hey, I'll, I'll take the rest period and, and go for another pinfall. That was fantastic. Yep. That was very good. I mean, I... I like the 30-second break because, I mean, even in the earlier part of the of the night, I was saying, yeah, beat the shit out of a guy and pin him for 6 or 9 or 12, but obviously you're, you can't do that. So uh, And it heightens the speculation as to what's going to happen at the end of the 30-second rest spot. So I'm liking that. I'm liking that, that gimmick a lot. And, and Randy Orton's still not bleeding. <laughs> well, it's PG. If they weren't going to bleed in Hell in a Cell... They're yep. not going to bleed now, and I mean, Dude, I'll tell he's you. he's bleeding. What the fuck are you is he bleeding? About? No, hard way, I mean. No, well, John Cena's bleeding. Hard way, soft way, whatever. No, Cena is, but Orton is not. But what I'm saying is, is that you're sitting there talking about how they're not allowing blood. Well, Cena's bleeding. Yeah. yeah unintentionally. And has been for a while. For a while. As uh, Cena goes underneath the oh, ring and brings a, uh, a table into the ring, and Randy Orton's still prone on the outside of the uh, ring while referee Mike Chioda is... Uh, I don't know what he's doing to Randy Orton. He's seeing if he's uh, okay and may be able to uh, resume the match. But uh, this could be the beginning of the sixth fall because you have to think that if Double J and Internet Dave, that if uh, Cena gets Orton up and up back up into that attitude adjustment and throws him through the table, that we're going to see another fall. I want to see an RKO through that table. That's what I'm looking for. That'd be nice. I think he's going to go for an attitude adjustment, and somehow Randy Orton is going to have the wherewithal to reverse it. All right, we're at the uh, basically the six and a half minute mark right now. Currently tied five to five. This has been a very good match so far. One of the best Iron Man matches I have ever seen in my life. Because again, they did add the the hardcore aspect to it, and it's perfectly legal. Yeah, Although for sure. you would have to think. Had they not done that, they could have gotten away with more. Well, and, and take this for what it is, but this just goes to show you guys and our good listeners out there in the chat room of how much in shape John Cena and Randy Orton really are. I mean, the, the, the way that they've been going a million miles an hour um, up and down the, the ebbs and peaks of this match has been absolutely outstanding, and uh, they can do it because they're in phenomenal condition. John Cena right now deadlifting Randy Orton, trying to get him up. I don't know of anyone who did not think these two guys could go 60 minutes. These two are the, probably the only ones I would think of in WWE right now that could do it. And the crowd is collectively aghast of what's going on. They're all standing on the lower level of the, uh, of the hockey rink that is the Mellon Arena in Pittsburgh as we watch John Cena ascend to the top rope. He's going, I think he's going to go for the leg drop here, and I think Orton is going to move out of the way, and Cena's going to go right through that table. For the sixth fall? I think so. Could be the beginning. Yeah, there it is. Exactly Ouch. like I called it. Roll over and pin him. 
Well, Shark, I mean, you talked about a few minutes ago how you thought this might be match of the year. Yeah, this will get a, quite a few votes, but unfortunately it will finish second to uh, the main event, or not the main event, of uh, HBK and The Undertaker WrestleMania 25. Yeah? Oh, I, th- I, I don't think this has surpassed that. I think it has. I All absolutely right. think it has. No question. Well, no bl- question. B- bigger, uh, bigger suspense, bigger ebbs and, pe- and peaks and valleys. And uh, no, I, I, I put this match ahead of that. No question. Just my opinion. Well, good thing we're talking about best match of the year candidates rather than worst match of the year candidates. I'm pretty sure we'd have uh, several TNA matches on that. <laughs> like it will probably dominate with TNA matches. We, we definitely go at Broadway in that category. I remember uh, looking on some website, and they said the worst match of 2006 or something like that was that reverse battle royal that they did. Right. Yeah, that, that, was, that, was, right, that was right down there. Yeah. You know what we haven't seen lately, Dave? What's that? We haven't seen any Botchamania stuff lately. You know? So well, we, we, we are tied at 5-5, five, five, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Well, we I, saw I need a magnifying glass for that font. And I've got a big <laughs> fucking TV. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, well we saw um, the referee incorrectly count the pinfall last week for Mick Foley against Abyss. And that was only seven days ago. So, Both men yeah, right pre- now on their knees, just back and forth, pounding each other. You know, I want to make quick mention, what well, we have just a, a quick second here. Um, this past week in New Jersey, there was a uh, bit of a tribute... Um, roast, if you will, for uh, uh, the hardcore legend Terry Funk, and there was a lot of uh, different famous wrestlers at the event, from, from Mick Foley to superstar Billy Graham to King Kong Bundy, and, and if you guys want to be uh, amazed and have a really good time we'll looking at some pictures of that, go on to Slam Sports Wrestling's website, they've got some great pictures, and King Kong Bundy looks fantastic. Uh, looks like joining me on the line is uh, none other than my ECW recapper and my co-host on Tuesday nights for Plugged In, David Stevens. What's going on, man? Hi, JJ. It's nice to talk to you. Um, I Actually, I have to disagree. Uh, match of the year. I don't oh. think it's this match, and I do not think that it is The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. My pick for a uh, match for the year, absolutely without a doubt, Randy the Ram Robinson versus <laughs> the Ayatollah. <laughs> Come on, Dave. Wow. As Randy Orton nails yeah. a beautiful RKO, but is the ref down? Yeah, ref bump. Two and a half minutes to go. Orton hits the RKO with nobody to count the pin. 220 at this point. And, and David Stevens has a bit of a point because more people would Here's have seen... Here's Little Nate. Here's Little Nate with the three. <laughs> no. More people would have seen Randy the Ram and the Ayatollah than anybody else, just for the simple fact of the widespread viewing of the wrestler. Yep. Oh, Good yeah, call, absolutely. David. And think about it. What match has ever captivated you that much in which you don't even know the ending? That's true. You have to use your imagination to figure out the ending of that match. As Randy Orton gets so pissed off, he absolutely decks little Nate. Wow. Keep up the good work, JJ. I'll talk to you later. All right, Dave. We'll Thanks, talk David. To you later. We, we can't have another one of these matches. We can't have round five at the Survivor Series, can we? No, this is the last match, Dave. So well, it, in a minute and a half. Well, it, well you Dave, think it is. We could go into sudden death. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. One way or the other, uh, you know, this will be the blow-off match between Orton and Cena, whether it goes into overtime or not, and we're less than a minute and a half away from overtime, and it looks like Randy Orton is seriously convulsing as, as he's getting an idea. He's got an idea. The, the eyes stop maneuvering back and forth. He's definitely got an idea. I sense... 
a bit because it's Sunday. Maybe we're going to see a kick for a field goal. This camera work has just been outstanding throughout the whole 60 and minutes. And he's going to miss the punt kick, and Cena's going to hit the STFU. Wow. Who didn't see that one coming, ladies and gentlemen? Who's booking this? <laughs> you. He's not going to tap out. Less than a minute. He's not going to tap out. OT, it's Hart Michaels over, all over again coming he up. cannot tap out. How long did Sean have to hold uh, hold out before the end of the of it there was it was it this long was it 48 50 seconds i think it was i think yes i think it was don't don't do it he cannot tap out here ladies and gentlemen what's interesting is is cena has orton away from the clock so we can't see the clock away from the clock (laughs) and and, and nowhere near the rope nowhere near and mike kyota still right there in randy orton's face asking orton whether he wants to tap or give it up Ten. And he's got it cinched in, but good. That, that, that's a choke. Crowd's counting down, and he tapped. Wow. He tapped with five seconds to go, and John Cena, six to five, is your new WWE champion and stays on Monday Night Raw. You know what? That match was absolutely unbelievable, wow. except the finish. Once again, just like everything us, last week. Once again, they feed us a finish with five seconds left. <laughs> that is unbelievable. You want to do that? Fine, do it. But at the end, with five seconds left, far too contrived. The, yes. fini- the finish aside, my hat goes off to not only John Cena and Randy Orton, but Mike Kyoto, everybody that had anything to do. Uh, Technically, with that match, the camera crew, the directing, was absolutely some of the best work that collectively the WWF production team, including the in-ring workers, have ever pulled off. And look at this chat room reaction. I think for every one person that's happy, 15 are are going ballistic, Jeff, at this point. You know what? This Honestly, it was a bullshit ending. Why do you do this? Honestly. Why? Because he's... He's the king of the world, and he's the Hogan and the Austin of the 2000s. Uh, to Phil, that was awesome. Apart from the last five seconds, I couldn't have put it better myself, Phil. Thank you. Wow. I mean, it was the same thing last week, Shark. It was a whole bunch of great matches with, with indescribable finishes. Hell in a Cell, similar as well. But, I mean... I've never seen such rapid-fire postings in the chat room. This is what's going neither. on right now. 59... 59 minutes and 53 seconds of fantastic action, but I think everybody, including the WNL crew here in about 45 minutes, are going to be talking about those last five seconds. Half with five seconds left, that's pretty gay. Uh, you know. And the crowd was chanting it down. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh expected expected that. Too contrived. Well, at the same time, though, would it, would it not show that... Uh, it'd be exactly the same scenario as Brett and Sean. Well, for sure. Absolutely. I mean, but the only thing is, is that you mentioned when it was going on, Dave, that Cena had um, Orton turned around away from the clock. Cena, or Orton could not see the clock yeah. and tapped anyways with less than five seconds left. Double J. You know what? Randy Orton's got a gripe, however. He did hit an RKO and should have got a pinfall, but there was no referee to make the count. I think he's going to use that up. He'll use that. He He'll should use, use that. It. He'll use that. We'll he see should. where it takes him. But where does the Raw brand go with this? You've got nobody going after the belt now for Cena. 
I mean, you've got nobody to el- to get elevated. Orton can't go. Are they still the left with the scenario that they could continue this feud? I don't think they're going to. No, I don't. Weren't they both saying this is the last match? This is they, the they last kept saying it. Yes. Yes. Well, now, how about the speculation? Does Orton go to SmackDown? No, they, Orton's not going anywhere. He's got legacy on Raw. Yeah, no, that's that, true. That's not that makes happen. no sense. It would have made so much sense to take John Cena and put him on SmackDown. So now, who is Cena's next? Nick- we have no fresh matchups on Raw. Who is Cena's? Yeah, who is Cena's next challenger for one of the big four of the year Survivor Series in just four weeks? It, it just made more sense, in my opinion, to keep that belt on Orton and have a babyface come up and face Orton and try to elevate somebody like an MVP. Like Ted DiBiase, as a lot of people talked during the, during the 60 minutes well, in the it, chat room. That, that's right, and apparently, you know, with him doing the movie, they want to bring him back when the movie hits, or prior to it being released, and have um, Ted DiBiase Jr. as a, a very, very over babyface. And I really thought that Cena going to... Uh, SmackDown would be the impetus behind maybe the beginning of the babyface turn for Kid DiBiase Jr. But now everything is is up in the air once again. And uh, regardless of what might be the the offshoot of this match, this match, take the last five seconds out, take the finish out, was real dramatic and well done. And, And once again, good job for both Randy Orton and John Cena. For the record, David Stevens is saying in the chat, that we're bitching because John Cena won. No. I'm upset that John Cena won, yes. But we're bitching the fact that there was five seconds left on the clock. I think it's a bullshit finish. That's all I'm saying. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more, Double J. That's all I'm saying is that if, if in fact, Cena, or pardon me, Orton's face was to the, to the Titan front, he could see the, the last five seconds, there's no way in, in hell that he would have tapped. The fact that he wasn't facing the, the Titantron and he couldn't see the clock ticking down, and in fact there was five seconds left, lends in my mind a little bit more believability to him actually tapping. And yes, I agree with you, Double J, when you say that tomorrow night on Raw, he will utilize the fact that there was no referee to count Cena's shoulders down to the mat to what hypothetically and, and should have been the sixth fall that he'll use that as the excuse. Uh, great point by a Bleach Black in the uh, in the chat room saying this is not only a, a bad way to end a match, uh, an Iron Man match, but a bad way to end a four month feud, maybe the best pure feud we've seen in two or three years in this company. A, a three year feud. I mean, they were highlighting things from 2007, 2008. Uh, Randy Orton kicking uh, John Cena's dad in the head, and for all of that to end the way it did in these five seconds, guys, my my personal opinion, Cena, <clears throat> I guess could have won, but let let's have it in the uh, in the uh, sudden death overtime with maybe a quick uh, reversal into because an SDF. You're right, and Dave, go because, from there because versus, then it's more believable. Yeah, because I mean Orton held on for about 45, 50, 50 seconds, but. He could not hang. He could not hang on for those last five seconds. And good night from Pittsburgh for the pay-per-view replay feed. Wow, that's uh, that's awesome. That was trippy. Wow. You turned that, that was shit that, off. That was Linda McMahon telling Vince, "Terrible finish, Vince, you idiot." I'm glad I'm out. And, well, th- and that was Shane <laughs> laughing incestuously in the background. God, when did I ever hope I'd want to see the uh, 
the Shaw after the pay-per-view music that went on for like 45 <laughs> minutes, the same song over and over again. Right. Well, regardless of the finish, um, I found that whole pay-per-view to be exceedingly entertaining. Oh, yeah, for I really, sure. I really did. They, they, I knew it was going to be fun just because of the, the premise of, of the matches and a and lot, of, lot of multiple people matches. Um, and, but I didn't think it was going to be this good. Take the finish out, put it out of your mind, eight and a half out of the shark. Yeah, let's run it down one more time. SmackDown Divas defeat the Raw Divas. Michelle McCool, Beth Phoenix, and Natalia over Melina, Gail Kim, and Kelly Kelly. Uh, the Miz defeats John Morrison in the U.S. versus Intercontinental Championship. Team SmackDown defeats Team Raw because the big show didn't want anyone hurting his Jericho partner, Chris Jericho, so the winning team... Chris Jericho, Kane, Matt Hardy, R-Truth, Finley, and the Hard Dynasty are now perfect on pay-per-view, 1-0. You know, guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll come right back and give our thoughts. I know we've got a couple emails that we need to address, but uh, we'll be right back right after this with continuing coverage of bragging rights right here on Sunday Night Showdown.
cause it's loo. Oi, cause it's butch. Damn good pay per view. Oi. Oh, we're back, guys. We're back right here, Sunday Night Showdown. I just felt... What made you decide to play that? I just wanted to feel a little Aussie greatness. A little New Zealanders, you know. We had more accents on the show tonight by the people calling in on the Skype line. Than, That's true. Than I thought we were... It was a cross between Aussie Rules Football and uh, and uh, uh, European uh, Soccer Federation. Yeah. Well, we got calls from Ireland, England, and Kansas City. <laughs> So. And, and do you notice that we actually get callers when we have a WWE pay-per-view as opposed to a TNA? Yeah. Well, Makes you wonder. If you want to join us for Turning Point, certainly do, because the phone lines will be open that night. And believe me, we'll need the, the content. Don't worry about And thanks about for that. everybody for calling in on, yeah, on Skype and, and listening to Sunday Night Showdown. And everybody that uh, was in the chat room, uh, we really mean that. We had a, we had a, I had a good time tonight. I thought the, yeah. uh, the, uh, the pay-per-view itself was very, very entertaining, and uh, everybody helped to make this show very entertaining. So thanks to all of you that uh, were calling in on the Skype line, and uh, as well, we're in the chat room, and uh, we even have some emails to go over now. Yeah, Dave, if you'll, uh, if you'll be a gym. <laughs> all right. And pull those emails right. up well, for the, us. The first email comes from Evan O'Brien, our caller from earlier tonight. Subject line, I was right, in capital letters. <laughs> go on, say it, JJ. Evan, you were right. You know what, Evan? You were right. You were right. You told me so. You were right. And now Evan can Are you happy? Tight. That's awesome. I, I'm glad you had a good night. Glad you liked the pay-per-view. Thanks for calling in. And yes, unfortunately, John Cena did win the match, so you are correct, sir. All right, our second email comes from a regular email, Anthony Pereira from Hillmar, California. Thank you very much again for emailing us, Anthony. Hey there again, you guys. As usual, I've enjoyed all the episodes that you've done for the pay-per-views, and I'm sure that that'll just continue with the episodes to come. Now, as far as the reason for why I'm sending this email, as WWE has been trying to hype up the Iron Man match between John Cena and Randy Orton, a match that can go either bad or good, depending on how it's done, I heard Cena mention that their rivalry has become the rivalry, and I have to disagree. It had its, mom- it, it's, had its moments, but there were times that I felt it was though it was dragging. Honestly, I wonder if the feud that Cena had with Edge may have been better. That's a good point. What I would like to ask you guys is what do you think of some what do you think were some of the better rivalries that have happened in wrestling? Some of mine were the Four Horsemen and Dusty Rhodes, Hogan and Piper, Michaels and Jericho, both segments they had, Steve Austin and Bret Hart, Sting and Flair, Austin and McMahon, Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn, Rick Flair and Ricky Steamboat. Lastly, what are you guys' opinion on WWE apparently still planning on releasing the Jeff Hardy DVD later this year? Also, if you were allowed to have a DVD that focused on a particular individual group or event, who would it be? A long email, but I know that maybe it could turn into some interesting conversations during one of your guys' future episodes. Once again, thanks, Anthony. Well, basically, uh, I guess what I would have to say, um, as far as my favorite, one of my favorite rivalries... One of them you did mention, Jerry Lynn and Rob Van Dam. I enjoyed that rivalry uh, quite well in the old ECW. But as far as WWF is concerned, um, and maybe it's just because I'm a big savage, Mark, but I absolutely loved the Warrior and Macho Man Randy Savage. I loved the match they had that culminated at WrestleMania, was it uh, 7? The retirement match? Yes, yeah. yes. 7. So, seven. yeah, I mean, I would have to go with that. 
Well, and, and there was some very, David, if you could bring up the email again for one second, uh, there was some, some great illustrations by the emailer, um, and thank you for that, um, on some of the feuds that, that he listed as some of his favorites. Um, I, I really, for myself, uh, right up there uh, would definitely be the, and I think it was from WrestleMania, help me, Dave, WrestleMania, uh, Savage Steamboat. Three. Three. Pontiac Silverdome, ninety-three thousand. That that was definitely one of the uh, the top feuds for me of all time. You, you got to stick, you got to stick Flair and Steamboat. You got to stick Flair and Sting. You got to stick for sure. And it didn't make uh, Anthony's list, but you for sure have to stick just for uh, the magnitude of the whole feud leading into the Silverdome. You definitely have to rate right up there, not for for wrestling, but for for build up and storyline. You definitely got to put Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant right up there and maybe the top two feuds of all time. Maybe I'm missing something in the chat here, but uh, apparently a lot of the feedback is that people who are upset that Cena won tonight uh, don't understand professional wrestling, and mm-hmm. I, I guess we're all idiots. So that's just what I'm reading in the chat room. Really? So, um, obviously, if that's the case, then, then I don't we're know idiots. why I fucking do a wrestling ring. Then we're all idiots. The Cena yes. haters don't understand wrestling. Okay. But, uh, Can I see the chat room, Dave? Sure, absolutely. Thank you, thank you. You know, some of the greatest feuds of all time are, are not even mainstream feuds. Some of the feuds that happen in, uh, well, world-class championship wrestling, uh, you know, the, the Von Erichs and the Freebirds, yep. certainly right up there. Um, some of the feuds in the old WWF, um, Pedro Morales and, and, and Pat Patterson, and, and Pedro Morales and Bruno San Martino, and... and you know, there were so many great rivalries over the, the course and the history of professional wrestling that uh, uh, they're too innumerable to mention. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, I'm really, I'm, I'm, this could be a whole other show, Wrestling's Greatest Rivalries, yeah. presented by Sunday Night Showdown. Well, let's, we have to throw in Gotch and Hackenschmidt, because I, too, remember when wrestling was real, Hunter. I remember <laughs> it vividly. But uh, Cena and Edge from three or four years ago was very, very solid as well. That that was a, a great robbery, and that was one, yet another element that put Cena over the over the edge. Now I'll say this: I thought Edge, <laughs> I thought Edge, and, edge and, over, and Cena say. had a very good robbery. I, I liked a lot of their matches. Yeah. It's not I as thought good it, as this. No, I thought it drug on a little bit too much yeah. in that yeah, case, definitely, because Edge did the same thing every match. Yes. At least with what we're seeing with Randy Orton and John Cena, every match is different. Every match has a different style to it. And so I got to say that I do believe that this rivalry is better than what Edge and Cena had. And I think John Cena, whether I like him or not, and I can go on record to say that I've hated him since day one, but I do give the man (laughs) props every time I do a radio show. I don't sit there and and rag on the guy because I don't like him. I give him credit for what he has learned. And he he has improved. And and Double J, that's, that's the key right there is from the days where you coined the term Vanilla Wigger. Where really John Cena couldn't wrestle very good at all. He has progressed a million percent from those days that we sat around bottoms of a sports pub critiquing John Cena's lack of wrestle ability. But, uh, you know, you, you can hash it, dice it, slice it in any manner that you choose to and pick apart the finish in the last five seconds. It was what it was. Let's move on. It's professional wrestling. It's not real life. And you have, I have to really think that tomorrow night on Raw that, that Randy Orton will be playing heavily on the whole, well, I had him, 
but there was no referee. And it's not going to matter because no, and who really who cares? The feud's you know? over. It's guys, done. Guys, just a couple. And, and I hope that that that's what they stay with, considering, you know, that that's what they played up to the Iron Man match. That they don't regress and continue along with it. I think that tomorrow night on Raw and the guest host tomorrow night is anybody know? I don't even remember. Okay. I, neither do I. All right. Somebody um, in the chat will tell I don't us. even care, no, to well, be honest with you. It's not you. <laughs> it's, it's not me. Well, he no. hasn't checked his answering machine today. So. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, well guys, AJ, it's, uh, it's uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> I, I want you to, to come to Raw and, and guest host, because Sunday Night Showdown's a big show, and we need the ratings. Yeah, you, you drive ratings, JJ. You can do it. And I would say, Vince, sure. Why you, not? You, I'd do it. You you've thought about this for a long time, haven't you? <laughs> what is, oh yeah. When the, the, uh, when the call comes, what is VKM going to ask me? And, 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 and when, when the call comes, like. when the call comes, when Vince McMahon finally calls me, it's going to be a cease and desist. You, well, you know, when the call comes, you're going to be on the phone line with your mother-in-law, and you're not going to hear the call waiting, and it's going to go to voicemail. He's not going to leave an, a number, and it'll be a whole schmoz. But anyways, well, um, tomorrow night will be very interesting on on Monday Night Raw, and. Uh, you know, you, you really got to think that a pay-per-view like this is certainly going to drive the ratings up tomorrow night. Well, yeah, just a couple of quick points, guys. First, um, the guy who came up with the spot, if it was Horton or Cena or someone else. Sorry, Dave, of course. It's NASCAR night, tomorrow night on oh, Raw. Oh, that's right. Right, Kyle yeah. Busch and, and another NASCAR driver that absolutely nobody has ever heard of. Yeah. Um, right. But uh, a couple of quick points. If it was Horton or Cena or someone else, whoever came up with the pyro idea about 25 minutes into the match Priceless. where Orton could have made Cena literally explode with Pyro, you deserve a raise, sir, or ma'am, or whoever you are, because that was freaking amazing. That was just a great idea. And, uh, guys, what a, the fact that, yes, Cena is still the champion and Orton can no longer challenge him, but what about the idea that Cena remains on the Raw brand and we don't have that that movement over to SmackDown that we had been talking about for the previous two hours prior to this match starting, and how SmackDown, we do have Batista turning heel, but... And The Undertaker's still the number one baby face. SmackDown could have really used Cena, and I think that's a a bigger indecision in in this case. I don't know what to say, guys. I thought the pay-per-view was good, honestly. Very, very good. I I gave it an 8.5. Wow. 8.5. Dear God, somebody write this down. You and I agreed. You know what? And and again, am I being negative? I'm giving I'm giving it an eight point five. Am I happy with the finish? No, I'm not because I think it. They really screwed up a lot of possibilities. They really let a lot of possible big matches go on SmackDown. I mean, if Triple H can go to SmackDown for a year, why the fuck can't you send John Cena over there for a year? Seriously, he came from there. It would be yep. nice to see him go back to there. Fine, but all of that aside, just saying. All of that aside, the thing that I really have the biggest problem with anything about that finish is how fake it looked. And I that's agree. really not what they want. Uh, n- never, never mind about what happens after it. Take that spot. He can't see the clock. Dude, he taps with less than five seconds. It's I not the crowd chanting down the final ten seconds. That's what I have a with. I would have been happier. If Cena, okay, if Cena had won by possibly, you know, making Randy Orton not tap out by passing out, 
Ah, that yeah. would have been better, in my opinion, than five seconds on the clock. That's the, ridiculous. The Bret Hart Steve Stone Austin. Cold I Quit match. Rather I, you than know what? Scenario. And, and as soon as you're like, he's going for the punt kick, I knew exactly what was going to happen. And you I called, called it perfectly. It right before it yeah. happened. I told you. He, yeah. would hit the, he would go for the punt kick, he would hit the STF, and that's how he was going to win the match. And, and that's exactly what happened. That's predictability. Could we have not seen something we haven't seen every time these guys get in the ring? As a finish. So how many times have they used that spot? Every time they Every wrestle. Every time. Yeah, and I mean, I even said it about 15 minutes ago in the, in the match, Shark, about how Orton was just running away and playing not to lose instead of playing, playing to win, and he got caught, and I don't think he scored a pinfall in the last 20 minutes because Cena was able to, of course, tie it and then win it. But, uh, yeah, scary heel, and we were talking about the whole Ric Flair-Bobby Heenan issue and just run away, run away, but obviously... <laughs> When you play not to lose, that's usually exactly what happens. Well, guys, this was your coverage tonight for uh, Bragging Rights. Like I said, I give the show an 8.5. With that being said, I think we're going to get out of here. We'll cage the elephant. We'll see you in a few weeks right here on Sunday Night Showdown. Try to make a move, I won't think twice I told him you would have my cash But first you know I 